for calling Best Buy in San Francisco. If you're calling about the PlayStation 4, we will be receiving shipments of consoles throughout the holiday. For information on a... Fuck you. (laughs) How many times have I had to hear that? Too many. I've had to call so many times that they Uh, had to make that message just for me. If you're calling for the PS4... Shut up. (laughs) And by holiday, we mean Valentine's Day. And by Valentine's Day, we mean get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Video Game Apocalypse, everybody. We're in the middle of a really weird time right now. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. With me in the kitchen studio are... Dave Rudden. And... Christopher Antista. And joining us for the first time from hey. At Gamer, it's Nick Pino. Hey. Hey. Uh, hi. Just to show oh. people we did something with Pino. their donations. Pino. 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 Okay. I love it. I'm in. I'm into it. All right. So you might actually get in a little bit of trouble <laughs> since At Gamer is affiliated with Best Buy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, just, it's, not, it's not just Best Buy. At least Best Buy's. Yeah, honest with me. That's unlike true. GameStop, which hey, God, that was embarrassing. Like I called my. When do we want to get into this? <laughs> um, we can get into it right now. The launch of the PS4 is upon yeah. us. And We're going to talk in detail about it more later, but yes. we can talk a little bit about our frustrations in trying to get one. So now I didn't get one, and I wanted one, and <laughs> I didn't pre-order. So I went out. Like I did with GTA, thank God I live next to near a Best Buy that is on the corner of Hipster mm-hmm. and Poor. So there's no one who ever lines up for anything, but they, man- they do mandatory midnight launches. I get there, there's like 30 people in line for a PS4. Great. Hey, you didn't get a ticket, not getting a PS4. I understand. I'll leave the line. That's fine. Like, how do, how do I get a ticket? I'll go back in time. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not waiting out line in the cold for the PS4. Interesting. Slightly interestingly, we brought up at the bar. I got the job with you guys at the launch of the PS. I think I like to my interview to work with you guys at Radar. Mm-hmm. I drove past the PS3 launch line. Oh wow! wow. So it's a it's a very odd little bookend. Like that's it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, it's when I got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I keep calling everywhere, and I called. I think it was yesterday. I called GameStop. You got any PS4s? No, there are no. We don't have any that aren't pre-order. Ha ha! But I know scumbag that your pre-orders you can only hold them for two days, sir. <laughs> sir. It hasn't been two days. Fuck you. I went there Thursday <laughs> night. It's at... Oh, I see what you're saying. Midnight lunch. Yeah. Wow, I sound really anxious, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do, sir. Yes, yes you do. Uh, so did you try again today? I called, and they said no. And they Not only did they have this prepared response of when they might have them, which is like next Saturday. Like That does me no good for someone who wants it right now. It's kind of weird. Like I didn't totally expect them to be sold out like mm-hmm. remember when the ps3 came out yes. like it wasn't sold out immediately mm-hmm. I, I don't it was, think it was yeah. also really expensive that's true right it was but really expensive 599 us dollars mm-hmm. yeah but i mean like i i didn't see quite the same enthusiasm leading up to this console launch that i did mm-hmm. the other ones it's just been so long it has been a long ass yeah. time so that's like i didn't right. really i didn't really expect stores to get mobbed and have all their inventory taken away but maybe this is a calculated move Maybe the first shipment is just kind of like hitting bare minimum inventory numbers. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same for the Xbox One where it's like they want to say sold out. Like mm-hmm. my, both Microsoft and Sony want to say our, our first shipment's sold out. It's so good. Yeah, They want to say then, sold out more than they want to say shipped a billion units. Yeah, yeah but that, mm. that is weird. It, it was sold out of pre-order months ago. Yeah. Hey, make more. Yeah. <laughs> 
No. Foxconn eh. can only go so fast. Yeah. Are they making true. all this stuff? I think probably. Okay. I don't know. Foxconn is like the the entertainment giant that nobody's heard of now. Like yeah. They make the iPhones. They make the iPads. I hear they make a new line of suicide nets for their workers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too. Uh, they also make the fox die virus. Yep, and, yep. Uh, they <laughs> they made the, the fox hound covert military yes, team. And they produced uh, Fox Force 5. For mm-hmm. They did. Tino. They did. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible <laughs> series. Terrible show. <laughs> and Super Scope 6. They wrote that ketchup joke, yes. <laughs> uh, so, but you guys got one, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. I, I pre ordered. Mm-hmm. From where? Far in advance at, at Best Buy. Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I like literally the, uh, the first day of E3 this year, I missed out. Um, but like I was kind of watching the Sony press conference like vicariously like through people's Twitter and like mm-hmm. sitting there on my phone and I was actually going to the Hyrule Symphony which was playing in San Francisco and so like sitting there in my seats checking Twitter and like seeing somebody talking about like oh PlayStation 4 orders now available on Amazon like fuck it right there pre-ordered from my seat that <laughs> should be fucking illegal, pre-ordering a PS4 from a Zelda concert. It yeah. should be. You should have gotten <laughs> some... There's some internet demerit someone sir, needs to give sir, you. Sir, you have to there's leave? Some, are, you, are you on a Sony page right now? You gotta... Ooh, some you gotta karmic vengeance. Well, they haven't started yet, so uh-huh. I wasn't actually yeah. being rude. <laughs> that better be a 2DS you pre-ordered over there, <laughs> Anyway, like I said, it's kind of a weird time for us right now because we're in between console launches mm-hmm. and like there's they're literally separated by a week I, 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 it wasn't like this with GameCube and Xbox it, it was it was, it was close okay. it was within a week or two mm-hmm. wow. I remember working retail at the time and it was you know not that crazy because these were the number two and number three consoles coming yeah. out the same thing with PS3 and Wii mm-hmm. yeah um, but yeah now this time it's like yeah these are the two front-running consoles for the next generation mm-hmm. who knows which one, we don't know which one's going to be first and second so no. that's but cool. it's it's crazy and and yeah like as of now some of us have ps4s mm-hmm. um some of us have played xbox ones mm-hmm. um and we we will talk a little bit about xbox one stuff as yeah. well we will talk more about it next week probably once we've actually had all of us have had a chance to play it's it. kind of if I, if I can find a way to pre-order an xbox one now, mm-hmm. then I may never even end up getting a PS4. That bums me out. But you won't be able to run Call of Duty in 1080p's. There are a litany of things that this one coming out that I care not about. on your screen. Yes. It sounds delicious. Man, imagine how frosty I'd look what like. What if they're snow peas? <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, once I hit prestige, that'll be a, a factor, <laughs> yeah. and that's the only Call of Duty terminology I currently know. Mm-hmm. Um, kill streaks, it, kill streak, streaks. bro. UAB uh, is online. What up? <laughs> <laughs> Four bros die in high fiving accident. Uh, <laughs> stole that from a dorkly comic. Uh, anyway, well, in honor of the dual launches that were sandwiched between this week, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, when else are we going to get to do a top five about the best launch games of all time? Mm-hmm. There's a few things we talked. I, I went like when I was talking to you about the entries, uh-huh. then I went over to talk to Brett, and we just had a ser- like a long discussion on which is the lo- best launch console. Oh, yeah, interesting. What ha- what Let's console talk about had the, this for the best second. launch? And what what did what did you guys decide? In terms of quality, Super Nintendo. Interesting. Because everything that came out, um, Mario World, F Zero, Pilot Wings, uh, mm. Gradius Three, um, yeah. Sim City, yeah, like those are all 
I don't know, shining, shining little stars on mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo. Does that actually count as a launch? That like, did, did people line up to buy that stuff at midnight? I, were they even aware? It that was they hard were that to get. Games? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you could even <laughs> buy things at midnight then. Yeah. Except at I Walmart. Don't, I don't think anybody was allowed to stay up that late. Yeah. Like, even adults. <laughs> even adults. Times. Yeah. Under North, North like, uh, Korean curfew. Yeah, police officers had to get special dispensations <laughs> just to patrol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes. But, yeah, I've, I've also seen, like, Brett's list of the best uh, launch games of all time. Uh, ours differs sharply from his, which is also Games Radar's official list mm. still. Is it? Yes. No need. It's still up. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, let's, let's get started on ours. Number five. Love this. Mm. Like a rave going on on my PSP. Oh, yeah. A bit, or it sounds like a Spirit Tracks remix. I do have a, I get a locomotive feeling from this. But everybody should know uh, what that is. Yes. yes. That is, of course, Lou Mines. The yes. Lou Mines. The Lou Mines. Come on down to Lou Mines. Come on down to Lou Mines. Get the black lung. <laughs> black lung. Everybody gets a free canary. Probably my favorite puzzle game of all time. It is. It just surprised by like See, I don't care about it at yeah, all that's, anymore. Yeah, that's that's one that's like I, I put this on here. Like it was between this and Tetris. Mm-hmm. I put mm-hmm. this on here specifically because you championed it, and because I know that there are a lot of people who really love the shit out of Luminous. Yes, I do. Like there there were people who worked at Games Radar who was like who were like yeah, Luminous is like. The shining jewel of the PSP launch. It's the only that game worth playing for that system. It somehow makes the con- that system worth it in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Blue Mines. I mean, yeah. I never really I like got it. into it. Like I, so I, I, once I figured it out, it's like so. I'm just making squares and waiting yeah. for the little bar to go by and eliminate them all. Like this is kind of dumb. Well, you make squares and then you make squares that attach to that square. So, right. Like you can make like a three by mm-hmm. two or like a six by two. Uh-huh. And it's just. It's very, it's super easy to get the concept and like. But there is still feel a like you're beautiful a cohesion between the music that it, it oh, goes yes. along to the tempo and beat of the music. So if you're actually playing, the better you play, the better your music sounds. Yeah, mm. and everything you do, it like forms a beat within the song. Mm-hmm. So like rotating your square, mm-hmm. you know, get make like getting blocks it's, eliminated in certain diff- different ways. It's not the point of the game, effects. but yeah, you are make you can make music and, and Lumina is make yeah. beautiful that, does, does it actually affect the music? Because it the does. music seems to progress along the same yeah. lines regardless of what it I do. It changes every 10 levels. It does, but it, depending on where you rotate, yeah, but you, you are still uh, are you still manipulating an instrumental part yeah. of, of the game mm-hmm. by doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. And you don't even notice it. I think I think I just lack the gene to really appreciate Tetsuya Mizuguchi games. Like, I I'm, I know I'm going to be uh, lambasted for being a philistine here, but uh, I never really liked Res. I see. I, wasn't I always thought it was either. overrated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but Luminez is just like the first yeah, conversation I remember witnessing at Games Radar was around the time of an article like that, and Christian just leans over to you, Michael, do you really think the music in Res is pedestrian? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And yeah. he just like leans back and sighs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to give him a call. It's one of the few things I remember verbatim. It's like my first day there. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, this is, yeah, this is pleasant techno beats, I yeah. guess. But, you know, and it's kind of cool that I have an effect on making them happen. It doesn't compare to what you were doing, the <laughs> world you were creating in MTV Music Generator. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's it's There aren't that many launch um, traditions mm-hmm. still. Like, mm-hmm. there's no Ridge Racer at this launch. There's no, like, you know, one of like, the tentpole games. Madden, maybe. Just weird. There's a new, there's new Ridge Racer on Steam. Yeah, but not... Yeah. Not, not any But it's console. free to play also, It so. is. 
what's that? What's up? Oh, but it also doesn't work. Yeah, but yeah, Luminous was back at the Vita launch, mm-hmm. and once again was the only game I played on it for like the first month. Mm-hmm. The only and other trend I can think of is maybe Wipeout. Like Wipeout, oh, for yeah. Wipeout seems to always be on a Sony console at launch. Yeah, it was weird. That yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't on the PS One at launch in it was the US. Close. It was in Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. But, yeah, but it, it sort of became identified with the launch, even though it wasn't really part of ours. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yes, yes, it did. And uh, it mm-hmm. was definitely part of the Vita launch, right? Yes, yes. absolutely yeah, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I actually have an anecdote about MTV Music Generator. Please. That <laughs> 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 me and my friend, uh, we, we wanted to start our own... Uh, nerdy rap group when we were in college and so we got it to to put together beats and we put together like these kind of lame techno-y songs and then there was like this cable access show called Danso Dance that uh, is basically just like we'll put a camera on a a big room and play some music and college kids will dance around and show off their stuff and it was (laughs) it was kind of bad but like we took our our songs to it and like had them played on cable access did you really? yeah danced to them on screen that's amazing you can probably find video of it somewhere I'm sure it's super embarrassing did you hear Brett Weinbach on our show talk about he did that recently for like he just hired a bunch of like models and dancers and didn't tell them what they'd be dancing to and just throw out a bunch of Final Fantasy victory jingles and, <laughs> in, a, in a Soul Train set and uh, have them try and dance uh, to it. Yeah. Well, that, the Dance with Dance kind of went downhill when like the the uh, Vampire the Masquerade players started showing up and hanging out, <laughs> and pre- pretending it was a dance club that they would just like stand in the background of and, and play their game. Like, oh my god, fuck off, you guys. <laughs> Why do the Vampire Masquerade players ruin everything? Because <laughs> it's what they do. They do. They ruined the Call of Duty launch line this year. Uh, and, this, this, no, somebody's, somebody's <laughs> getting ready to type an angry comment right now. I'm sure that you and your Camarilla group are lovely and don't, in, don't, don't impede anybody. My experience has been different. They by ruined the, way, the cable show. By the way, nice buckles. But... Yeah, Luminous is actually sort of responsible for me becoming a games journalist. What? Really? Yeah, I want to hear well, this story. So, yeah. like, my first job out of college was by far my least favorite job ever. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I worked for, I did PR for a politician, and I was assistant. Whoa. I was assistant to the PR person for the politician, so I was doing like stupid menial shit all day, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was doing this for about eight months. Um, and yeah, the, the PSP came out during this time. And, you know, I'm working in an office with people in, like, their 40s, and they're all, like, playing politics with each other, mm-hmm. and I have no interest at all in any of that. So every day I would uh, take my lunch to my car and play Luminous and eat <laughs> my lunch, and that was my favorite hour of the day. So, wow. I like, after, like, two or three months of, like, of that schedule, I'm like, you know, like, this is – every day is worse than the next, just, like, in office space – uh, I have to quit this, and I have to like just do something that like I enjoy nine to five. So, hey, okay. uh, I yeah, I like episode of Beat Night. Yeah, I, I yeah, I straight up quit. And, <laughs> Known for slack. And track. then like a month later, I got like my first full time games media job. So really, that was pretty and, insane. And what was that? Was that CNET? Ah, so. uh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. Luminous, I guess it was. That was really the only game I played because it was like 
the, the, the timing of it, I could play and get a lot done mm-hmm. in a half hour in that game. Or, like me, with puzzle games that I still do, thank yeah. you Marvel Puzzle Quest, you evil, evil thing, <laughs> uh, I can justify taking a break from something mm-hmm. because this will only take me three to four hours. Yeah. Or I'll play until uh, play until 2 a.m. where I can't possibly work. Yeah. Of course. Like, this mm-hmm. couldn't possibly take more than ten minutes, oh, right? Boy. That's Carry the line on. I tell yeah. myself before all games. Uh, I just hit Tiny Piano. Let's do this. <laughs> Love tiny piano. Number four. Here it comes. Here comes David. Ready? Uh, You're looking like you have no idea. It's it's understandable, and I'm glad you put this on the list. This is one that like. Like the people who know it mm-hmm. are agreeing right now. Everybody else is scratching their heads. I've only heard that in breaks for like yeah. that, that's, that is the yeah. opening fanfare for Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, ah. which was one of these Saturn launch games. And considering how quickly that system was shoved out the door, yeah, with little preparation, like nothing on it should have really been ready for prime time. <laughs> and sorry, I'm burping a lot. Uh, nothing on it should have been ready for prime time, but Panzer Dragoon was, yeah. and it was a thing of beauty. Like even though it had like those awful chunky, like cutscenes the size of postage stamps. Yes, <laughs> cutscenes the size of postage stamps. 3D graphics mm-hmm. that with like the the chunkiest 2D textures imaginable yep. on them. Yeah, but it looks like it was all coming through a filter that goes over uh-huh. uh, tits on show cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Panzer Dragoon was just this amazing. Shooter where you're on the back of this weird dragon type creature, dragoon, and you're you're it's like takes place like thousands of years mm-hmm. after the apocalypse, and there's all these like weird bioweapons. Yeah. I've used the word bulbous to describe them before, right? Which, right at the get go, that first level is this beautiful flight over water where you can see like the ruins of humanity underneath you as mm-hmm. you battle off beasts. It's probably not as pretty as I remember. But I think if it's, I re- if you it's really still had, pretty striking. If like, you had to ask me, what, like next to all the PlayStation's launch games, this was still a better game. Yeah, well, I think so. Then, I don't know. It's, I, you could probably maybe, compare. Was it. Twisted Metal a launch game? <laughs> yeah, it was. I think so. I'd, I'd yeah. still think Panzer we'll Dragoon is more playable than the original Twisted yeah, Metal. Yeah, it probably that's is. true. And it led to more interesting games mm-hmm. that uh, got also widely ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Zwei, Panzer Dragoon, Dragoon Saga, which Beautiful. is like now super, super rare. rare and super expensive. Yeah. I really wish I'd kept my copy in its box. I sold mine for $170 and oh, regretted shame every on moment you. of every day. That money was gone so fucking fast. <laughs> I could have done anything else in the universe. $170 and I lost Gosh. that game. And yeah, Panzer Dragoon Orta, which also nobody played. I loved it. And Crimson Dragon, yeah. which is the spiritual successor coming out on Xbox One. At There's launch. the link. Yeah. Is it at launch? Yep. Is it download it's, or? It's download only. I think it's 20 bucks, which is. Because it was originally conceived to be. ordering Xbox One? A uh, Kinect game. Mm-hmm. And it was. I actually played it on Kinect for Xbox 360. Really? Back at like PAX a year or two ago. And it wasn't bad. But it was like, yeah, I would rather play this with a controller, and now you can. Mm-hmm. I think I think it is only con- controller yeah. now. Well, I mean, the the gameplay on Panzer Dragoon and all of its successors is pretty simple in that, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you're just basically you're on the dragon's back, you're not in total control, and yeah. you're using a targeting reticle mm-hmm. to just sort of paint multiple targets mm-hmm. and then shoot off these big yeah. laser cluster you bombs. Know, for like three weeks, I did not know you could paint on clusters. I was just wow. the same. Oh, wow. this, really? So you were just you were just shooting yeah. the the plasma blast. So when I found that out. I got really good. 
ah. really, really good. Wow. Just because I was getting, I was getting used to targeting everything and fi- like leading it mm-hmm. and firing directly. Yeah. Also, kind of unprecedented for what's essentially an on-rail shooter. You could actually mm. move the camera mm-hmm. to look around to the signs and behind the dragon. So, mm-hmm. like, you, you're the gunner, and and you can take everything into account, all 360 mm-hmm. degrees around you. Which is kind of rad, mm-hmm. and like the the game itself was heavily inspired by um, French cartoonist Mobius and his his Arzac series, and I think he actually did like the original Japanese cover art for really? it. Really? Yeah, it's beautiful cover art. It is. It is. the The U.S. cover art is kind of mm-hmm. shitty, as I recall. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I am. I did not know that, but I recommend that to everybody. I don't know why, and when Sega is making available. Sonic the Fighters and Fighting Vipers. Why Saga, Panzer Dragoon, none of it has ever gotten a reissue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one kind of got one in mm-hmm. that uh, if you have a copy of Orta for mm-hmm. Xbox, mm-hmm. it's actually locked away as a, a like a an Easter egg. Yes. You can play the original game. Yes, it's not easy to get cool. to, though. No. It also, it took them a while to incorporate... Uh, any Panzer Dragoon stuff in any mm-hmm. of their uh, like crossover, not crossover, but their uh, I don't know what the word is, but like, their Smash Brothers yeah. kind of like oh, yeah, right in Sega that way. Superstars are all stars the or ten, whatever the hell. Yeah, the ten, they, they weren't in like the tennis games or the Fighters Mega Mix mm-hmm. back on Saturn, but they were finally in the newest Sonic Racing game. Are you, were they really? really? Yeah, the, the Sonic the Racing fucking tr- Buster Brothers in there. Yeah. <laughs> Wreck It uh, Ralph was in there. Yep. Right. It was, uh, it was a time honored Sega character. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me what else on the Sega Saturn? What else was a launch game? Bug. Did, uh, Clockwork, okay. Night. Clockwork Night. Was yeah. Night? Was the was Night no. into there? No, oh, no, okay, no. Okay. no, no. Night's came much later. Yeah, I do. Rem- I do remember that there was uh, the very the first Virtual Fighter was on there, yeah, mm-hmm. but sure. apparently it was so bad. That they had to, they, they gave out a free disc for this game, Virtual Fighter Remix, which was like Virtual Fighter with like reskin polygons Whoa. to look like Virtual Fighter Two characters. Really? Hmm. But yeah, I, mean, I like, think I had that. But yeah. I think it, didn't it come in like a bundle with Virtual Cop? And it could which I think yeah. also, might have also been a launch yeah. title. But that was it was Virtual Fighter Two that came in the bundle. No, oh, that's Virtual right. Fighter you're Two, right, you're right. Uh, yeah. Virtual Cop, and Daytona USA. Yeah, go. <laughs> I don't remember Remix. I do remember Battle Arena Toshinden Ura, which wasn't a launch title, but was like a weird reskin version of the PlayStation's yeah. like flagship launch title. I remember seeing Tekken and being like, I don't need a fucking rip off of Battle Arena Toshinden. Yeah, oh, Toshinden's God. cool. The characters have swords. <laughs> press and they the, shoot fireballs. Press R1 or R2. They do a somersault to the side. Nice. Mm-hmm. Taking full advantage of the 3D yeah. environment. Oh, yeah. Oh. One, one of the things I wanted to bring up about Panzer Dragoon is it's kind of weird in that it has its own made-up language that's mm-hmm. persistent through, I think, pretty much all the games. But it sounds like this. It sounds particularly creepy coming out of a megaphone. Yeah, <laughs> it is there. And, and it's it's unintelligible. But the thing is, it's like it's like a mishmash of... Like ancient Greek and a couple of other languages, Elvish Esperanto. That the uh, like one of the creators was mm-hmm. studying at the time, and so yeah, like the characters speak in this weird uh, Panzerese, I think it's called through, throughout the series. Clever. So yeah, like, <laughs> and, and it's, it's always subtitled. Mm-hmm. But and they're speaking in English in these in Saga. Yeah, I think they speak either in English or Japanese. That's English. That's, I mean, that was one of the most amazing things about Saga is that the NPCs had. 
you talk to someone, sorry, don't know anything. Pan- the, the NPCs had like six different ways of saying that. Oh, and all with full voice acting. <laughs> Everybody had different things to say. And if you went back and talked to them at different points, you could even hear different bits of dialogue depending on what you'd done. And like, not a lot of other RPGs I've ever seen do that. Wow. I haven't, I haven't played it since it was new. So It's oh. also for discs. So that's nice. probably why. <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that Panzeries was only really spoken in the intro and ending for, mm-hmm. for Saga. I don't know if it was spoken at all in Orta. I don't either. I don't think it was. Hmm. It seemed, I remember it being full in English. Yeah, probably. Oh. That was just a, a fascinating game, though. And it was. It really, like... The thing is, nobody bought the Saturn, mm-hmm. so nobody bought Panzer Dragoon. Which isn't fair. It hasn't really yeah. existed yeah. on anything. Well, no one bought Order. Order was, like, an even, oh, no, I think no, an even no. bigger failure. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, during Sega's, like run of making really good Xbox mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. that nobody cared yeah, about. Yeah, it was like just after the Dreamcast had gone down and it's like, oh, Sega <coughs> clearly sees the Xbox as the yes. success yes. of the Dreamcast. Jets Are Radio Future. Jets Are Radio Future, Shenmue House of Dead 3, uh, uh, what was the... Gun Valkyrie? GT Online, I think. Oh, yeah, Shen- Sega GT Shenmue Online. 2? Shenmue 2. Shenmue 2, and the yeah. the definitive version of Crazy Taxi 3. Ah, uh, <laughs> Yes, this God, all happened. Uh, who, who's the shitty band in that one? I'll have to look that up later. Yeah. But that was, I remember that was weird. It's like the big bad Sonic Voodoo Daddies or something. I remember playing that, that. That was like the first game <clears throat> where I had like, like just getting used to the, the triggers on yeah. the Xbox controller like, and just like, this isn't, this is really hurting my <laughs> fingers to <laughs> drive like this. Yeah. Yeah, this was the Duke. <clears throat> well, that's like a steering wheel sized controller, so it should yeah. be, you know. Why didn't they just put in like <laughs> accelerometers and I can just like turn the thing? Almost there. What's number three? What's number three? Number three. Sleep well? No thanks to your driving, yes. So you did miss me. That is, of course, Master Chief and Cortana from the little-known Dreamcast launch game Trick Style. Small uh, (laughs) gay indie uh, Mm -hmm. movement. Very, very gay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, I... Wow, this is at number... Is this three? This is three, yes. Man, I think this... I don't know. In terms of, like, the last three generations of console launches, I would call this the absolute biggest. It's, it's pretty last, important. Yeah. The last great launch game, mm-hmm. I'd say. Like, it, like, I think... And I don't know if, like, any other console launch will ever be mm-hmm. as... Like, they, they won't have to have as much to prove as the original Xbox yeah. did coming out of the gate. Like... This is Microsoft's <laughs> first time making console. You have to have a yeah. really yep. good game... Halo was it. Let's take this game we stole from Apple exactly. and make it flagship. <laughs> yeah. Wow, can you, what, you imagine how little Apple would have cared had this game stayed exclusive to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, Apple Apple was like on this weird sort of like, we care about games, guys. Seriously, look, we, we have Quake 3 first on, on the iMac. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, it was going to be this. And like they... I, I think losing Bungie and losing Halo was yeah. like Apple's wake-up call. It's like, oh, that's right. We don't give a shit about games. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> business say, as usual, guys. Here's a little uh, music player yeah. for you. <laughs> they were originally going to have... There's an iPod <laughs> shuffle. They're going to have a uh, second screen multiplayer with the Newton. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I Halo just, shoot. I also, at <laughs> this point, I was so <laughs> embedded in first-person shooters on PC. Counter-Strike, uh, Battlefield may have been around this era, but we all still... Despite owning gaming PCs, playing online with one another, needed to play Halo. Yeah. We wanted to play Halo more. We wanted well, to bring over four TVs to a house. Yep. Yeah, same here. And it was especially in multiplayer. I mean, mm-hmm. it was really fun. It was super accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was really easy to get into and just 
big explosive like this is the Xbox <laughs> flagship game this is the one that shows off the capabilities of the system I mean it looks it wasn't even online no it wasn't that is the thing that like people don't remember well like you could network it with LAN yep. Yep. Right. and I think some people like came up with we a did, hack we did yes. use it, it, it was terrible we yeah. definitely got that got it to play online mm-hmm. but it wasn't until it was a year after the mm-hmm. Xbox came so out. did they did they have a patch or did they never, that too. was never yeah, never okay. online for Halo. Two online. brought in a bunch of maps from yeah. one, but the the anniversary edition was yes. online, right? Yeah, and that used Halo Reach maps, like also styled to be like Halo yeah. One. Yeah, it was a weird like, you know, they didn't want to splinter the audience online. At, I guess at that point, hmm. and plus the pistol. Oh, but, I totally forgot that game existed. The, <laughs> pistol. <laughs> the pistol, the pistol, the pistol. Yeah, yeah. God, the pistol. pistol was the best weapon in the whole game. Yeah. Like, was it really? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. That had you like pretty good zoom, so you could just oh, snipe wow. people with it. Because like, yeah, I think it was a one shot would kill. Someone. Yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. like I, I remember it that it had this like two to four times zoom, mm-hmm. and if you got two headshots sequentially, if you just double tap that trigger, somebody you you down someone, and it was like wow. fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, bam, yeah. Bam. and super accurate too. Yeah, for some reason, absolutely. Like all pistols are. Mm-hmm. It's for you gun people out there. You're like, <laughs> oh god, that's stupid. Started the trend of like, let's ha- let's just have rainbow colored dudes in multiplayer. Yeah. You know, why come up with a bunch of different characters nobody cares about? Yes, who, yes, who yes. have different abilities and you can be odd job and just go up so, and smack people. All sort of for you anyway. Else. Why can't he be pink, like hot pink? <laughs> yeah, and name Miss Piggy, which mine was. <laughs> I will say, uh, like, the Duke was a pretty terrible controller. Oh, it absolutely. worked awesomely with Halo. Like, if it felt natural sure. when I was playing that game. And that's about it. Yeah. Definitely not yeah, but I, I remember Halo, like, came out at this time. Like, we had just, I think, gotten Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto 3 yep. on PS2. So, like, there was this sense that, like, games were just, like, broadening the, the mm-hmm. possibility space. Mm-hmm. Like, this is also when Morrowind was coming out. Yeah. And, and like, Halo... Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, and Luigi's Mansion <laughs> was a big open-world <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> really <Much> epic. <laughs> you know, uh, get all the, the RPG stats up. Oh, man. Mm. But, <laughs> so Halo... Like, even though this wasn't the case, it felt like this huge, open, like, cool terrain that you could explore. Like, when you got out of space Mm -hmm. and onto the the surface of the halo itself, and just, like, looking off into the horizon, seeing the the landscape just sort of stretch up into that little curve, like, at at the terminus of the horizon, Mm -hmm. and, like, realizing, like, oh, it's just this all the way around, and it has its own atmosphere somehow. Mm Mm-hmm. That was it. Was just yeah. really cool and like getting into a warthog and then making the warthog do weird things, driving it off a cliff. The warthog was like this really fast balloon. Mm. <laughs> that was also great. I can launch this off anything, it tip it over, and, and just a little headbutt will yeah. tip this. It's, it's indestructible. It's indestructible. For like, I love that they haven't changed the controls on that. At Not all. really. I, no, like, like well, there's no accelerating. You just hold up on the stick mm-hmm. to make it yeah. go forward. You got a point and, where you want to go. Mm-hmm. There's a platformer on the Xbox One that did that. It was so weird. Or the original Xbox. Mm. God, I'm still making that mistake. It's, it's called Galleon. <sighs> this is weird pirate uh, oh, yeah. platformer. You wrote a thing about it? that, didn't you, for OXM? Yeah, yeah. Backtracking. Mm. It's a retro mm. look back. So did it let you steer ships like that, or what? You didn't. You didn't. Didn't control ships. You've lost. You were me. a pirate, but you just did like platforming uh, adventure stuff. This no. does not compute. Yeah. No. And drove cars. No. No. All right. Yeah, it's piratey things, huh? Yeah. Did you... 
Did you buckle swashes? Oh, you, good question. Mm-hmm. You have a sword that's curved. Nice. And sometimes you go, ha-ha. Did so, so it looked, sort of look like you had a skirt on, a triangle yes. hat? Mm-hmm. Was Sid Meier jealous? Was Sid Meier in on this? Was he like, hey, what no. what about this? Hey. Unfortunately not. <laughs> that guy did copyright pirates somehow. I don't know how he <laughs> And he, uh, he would talk with saucy wenches. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Uh, okay. Did he call Fresh. them saucy? Yes. Wow. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna. We're gonna spoiler alert. Spoiler on a 12 year old game. <laughs> There's a very prophetic line at the end of Halo that I want to play for you right now. Halo, it's finished. No, I think we're just getting started. <gasps> what? They <laughs> <laughs> intended this to be a franchise, an <laughs> yeah. annual franchise. Yeah, that's that's such a fourth wall breaking statement, though. Halo, it's finished. No. <laughs> We're hey, just getting started. Halo's at. Halo's never over. <clears throat> no. I've always been in Halo. How, how many have Halos have there been since then? Halo 2, 3, uh, ODST, ODST, Reach, Reach Wars, Wars yeah. mm-hmm. and four. finally Halo 4. And Anniversary. Anniversary. All right, yeah. Then, that, that counted as an annual release. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then, well, I, there's actually technically one this year. What? Uh, Halo Spartan, Spartan Assault. Assault is, it's is coming there. out on Xbox Live Arcade and Xbox One in December. So that's a nine games. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's a top-down shooter, I believe. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't played that much. But it was originally on Surface. So surprisingly, Ugh. nobody played it. Uh, so it's been available <laughs> before. Yeah. But now it's on actual consoles that people will play it on. But it's, yeah, I have not, it's still I have not played four yet. And I'm embarrassed. Mm. It's pretty good. I know. That's what I hear. I hear it's really yeah. damn good, actually. Yeah. You know, I, st- I started trying to play it, and I'm like, nah, this is okay, this is Halo. Well, it's not going to have that yeah. same hook where like we're all playing the same game at the same time, and we'll be playing with one another. I, unfortunately, I think we're too old and scattered yeah. Yeah. in See. our interest to do but that But they can't, again. like, I mean, just, like, being back with Master Chief and Cortana. And, oh, like, I having that, dy- that. Uh, well, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. The campaign just feels, like, weightier than it, it's been since 3, because, like, mm. those other two games, it just kind of felt sort of inconsequential. That's what I say. Dave, I'm right there with you, but I'm of kind of like the split mind of it that as a Halo fan, I totally love it. But if you were just coming into the series, mm. you cannot oh, yeah. walk into 4. You walk into really? 4, I'm like, what? what? I don't, I I don't know. There's yeah. always been Alien. our complaint with the Halo story is that like I've played every game and 3 is still impenetrable. I don't know what you're That's talking about. That's because you haven't read the 6th exactly. tie-in novel. Ah, exactly. Oh, of course. <laughs> I have not if you ever cracked up. a book yes. <laughs> and or att- watched the anime, attended those Spartan... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> conferences and yes. Uh, yes I never never well, I don't if you'd seen George R. R. Martin during yes. his uh, Halo lecture in 2003 you read the downloadable appendices and read the webcomic you would know exactly what's happening <laughs> mm-hmm. no no to all of that forever <laughs> forever and ever look out it's an entire studio that's all they do <laughs> whatever happened to 343's cartoon Posted a news story oh, yeah. in the trailer. They, they had like a TV show that was like heavily hyped during the Xbox One reveal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. They're still working on it. It's, okay. I mean, it's not going to be around for a while. Ah. But yeah, it'll be around soon. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, despite our disparaging of the uh, was it the surrounding media, yeah. I guess you could say the uh, fandom, the culture that's grown up around. Yeah, it. I suppose so. They're still amazing games. Yeah. Yeah. Halo mm-hmm. itself is is just yeah fantastic. <clears throat> I think it still stands up. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you know people. Forget the existence of GoldenEye and often say, like, Halo is the game that proved that shooters could be done on a console. Yeah. Like, we had consoles before. I'm on Turok. We were still strafing with buttons. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. true. That's true. 
But you're right. Halo totally set. Uh, yeah, Halo set the the template for the console maybe, shooter. Yeah. It's still the series I think that balances multiplayer and single player best. Like yeah. I will mm. enjoy both yeah. thoroughly in every release. You're Whereas right. like Call of Duty, it's a, I mean it will always have good multiplayer. Sometimes the campaigns will be a caulking gun. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Number poo. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Nintenders! What is what? <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, this is. Uh, let me let me play another clip that might make it a little clearer. Why did I not understand what this was? Why did you not? Yeah. It's, it's Twilight Princess. Uh, Yay! Which marks the first Zelda game I didn't, I never finished. Really? And I haven't finished one since then. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I did, I did manage to finish that after I got shamed into it at I, work. I've tried, I try every year to load up my thirty-hour save <laughs> and figure out where I am. Don't know. <laughs> game facts. Can't search. Don't know what I'm looking for. Where I'm headed. Who to talk to. I have that same problem with my Final Fantasy IX save from 1999. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just know, I know everyone was revealed to be in like uh, kindergarten together, and then I quit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Zelda, like Twilight Princess, Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. This was the first time that a Nintendo console actually launched. Oh, yeah. I think with a Zelda game, I, yes. Link to the Past wasn't a launch. It was game. close, no. but no. yeah, yeah, it was windowy. Yeah, windowy mm-hmm. is a good way to put mm-hmm. it. But uh, and yeah, it was it was fantastic, and I remember like you know there there are those of you who are like, what about Wii Sports? We covered Wii Sports last week, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's still pretty good, but it's not nope. Zelda good, yeah. right? And just the fact that this was available, I remember when I I bought my Wii when I went to Target, like was in in the line with like a bunch of other adults who were all buying it for their kids, and what's the one game everybody asked for when they they got their machine up to the the checkout? Mm-hmm. Zelda. Everyone in front of me. You you want any games? Zelda. How about you? You want a game? Zelda. Uh, yeah, it, like got to me. It's like yeah, okay. You've heard this five times already. Zelda. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was wrong. Like, Halo was not the last like launch game that was a true killer app. This yeah. was. Yeah, this was, and yeah. I don't well, think it, it gets enough cube too. It, it was on sort, GameCube, yeah. like, but was it, it was half acidly on GameCube. Yeah, and I think it came out actually after. It the was Wii a month launch. later. Yeah, and like in limited, it's like that's kind of a rare game now. Is it really? It's, yeah. It is really rare. Like yeah. it's expensive, rare, and but it's it's interesting because uh, the GameCube one is kind of regarded as the true. One because mm. it's like a literally a mirror image yeah. of well, it's probably where it was de- what it was developed for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, that's that's originally what it was developed for. It was delayed for so long mm-hmm. that it was, was just kind of like by the time it came out, everybody already had it on Wii. But yeah, that does have an interest because they revealed gameplay at E3 pre Wind Waker of this Zelda, mm-hmm. which I think was in production the entire time Wind Waker was going yeah. on. Could be wrong. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting note that like you know Link has always been traditionally left-handed, mm-hmm. but then they oh, realize yeah. they realize that like most of the people who buy this are going to be right-handed, and because you're going to be right. flipping yeah. the Wii remote around to make him swing his sword, like we have to make Link right-handed. So in order <laughs> to do that, they didn't just flip Link's model around; mm-hmm. they uh, they actually flipped the entire game. So, like, the GameCube version, like, Link is left-handed, oh, and everything else is, like, a mirror image of what's on the Wii version. Oh, okay. Oh, see, that would make more... That's a fucking rare game. It's yeah, like, if, yeah. if there's a misprint on a penny, there are still idiot <laughs> coin collectors out there, like, chasing <laughs> yeah. after it. 
That would be the lamest like dark world ever in a link in a Zelda game. Is like now everything that was on the left is on the right <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> right, guys, we're running out of time. We need a dark world. What are we gonna do? Steve, flip the game. Like the oh, game. Okay. Done. Got Stop. it. Mm. Got it, boss. I get pissed when Ridge Racer tracks do that. Yes. Yeah. Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> and this is also like this is probably this the second weirdest Zelda mm. next to I don't know, uh, Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. yeah, in that, weird. like, it's, the first one, Link takes on a different form. When you go into the Dark World, he's actually, has a force transformation into mm-hmm. a wolf. Yep. And later on, he, he gets the ability to control that power, but whenever he's in wolf form, he's always accompanied by Midna, mm-hmm. who's this weird little imp who rides around on his mm-hmm. back. And arguably, like, more so than ever really happened between Link and Zelda, there's kind of a love story that ah. comes up. Like, if you read between the lines, like, these the two characters form a real bond, which is really strange. Yeah. And she, well, I was, it does piss me off because throughout most of the game, you could hit, like, the up on the Wii remote and she would pop out and tell you, here's where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she my was save kind of is, like Navi. Well, my save does not do that. Oh. <laughs> and 2006 mm. was a banner year for interspecies relationships and games. <laughs> mm. There's there also the Sonic game where Sonic fucked a human yeah. girl. But th- this one's okay, though, <laughs> oh because, <my. laughs> spoiler alert, it turns out at the end that Midna is, like, super hot. And the ah. princess, she's the Twilight princess of the title. But you never find that out. She just always seems like some weird trickster mm-hmm. who has like a hand that pops out of her head that can grab things. And it's like, so is she like a wall master or yeah. something? Like, no, she's something special. But she also has kind of this weird patter that's all her own. It sounds like this. You steal from me. We let you head to Oh, so that's wow. that's whenever she has dialogue, she, she she sounds like that, and then somebody like there's a lot of rumors circulating that it's like oh it's English reversed, and then people are reversing it, saying no no it's just gibberish in reverse. Somebody else on YouTube, and I can't vouch for the veracity of this, mm-hmm. but if it is true, it's kind of cool. Uh, claims to have unscrambled her, and and it's like it's not backwards, it's just with the syllables scrambled around, but it is English, hmm. and it sounds like this. Which one will it be? Have you made up your mind? I'll take you there with my power. What do you think happened to those who try to rule with sacred magic? I have a request. Would you find a mirror? Don't go running off. I'll be watching. I guess you aren't stupid. (laughs) Say, okay, Cupid was her power. Uh, I guess you aren't stupid. (laughs) I guess you aren't stupid. That's creepy as shit. It is, isn't it? It's frightening. And it, it's like it, like everybody just thought like no it's like Animal Crossing where it's like every letter is spoken and so they just form oh. words based on that mm. and that's really weird and that's why you know why yes sounds like yes but <laughs> anyway like, weird. yeah there's probably weird Zelda cults out there that are just playing that like they all meet up five guys sitting around a table they just play that like okay our meeting can start like, weird. <laughs> oh. I say weird but that's, I can totally see that happening. I'll take you there with my power <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Together, we will all go join the power. They all drive there in a Chevy named Epona. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, and it, it is clearly a Japanese voice actress who's just, you know, speaking her lines at a no. phonetically, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that she was... knows English and just has a heavy accent. I wonder if Zelda will ever adopt English and speech. I think that should have sailed. Yeah, mm. I th- and I think that, like, any. Anything like that would just slow down the localization 
And like, what if they didn't get a very good voice actor? It'd be so fucking cheesy. Mm. And it ruins Zelda. It it, it turns Zelda into the CDI Zeldas. I, I only bring <laughs> like, that up. My cakes will burn. Taking an appointment for Epic Mickey two, and it's like, well, you had all these characters and didn't bother with any of their dialogue. And Warren Spector was very honest. Like, we actually just thought this is going to Nintendo only, and that is Nintendo's recipe for success. We wanted to make the dialogue like Zelda, mm-hmm. and that's why Epic Mickey. So we decided that won't work for us. And apparently he was wrong right, and Epic Mickey 2 came out and sold gangbusters and didn't sink the company. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor company. That didn't get sunk. But but you attribute that as a hallmark of Zelda's never having dialogue of any kind. Yeah, it is. Spoken dialogue of any kind. Unless you count the CDI versions, which we don't. Which Nintendo officially, I think, says does not. It's Which, like the sequels to The Matrix. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> and when they do make yep. them, they're going to be awesome. Yep. Can't wait. No dialogue whatsoever. <laughs> Still Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Still Japanese. Japanese. Sounds like my character in Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Mario. Oh, good one. Yeah. Now we're going to pull on his face for a couple minutes. Yeah. Best best attract mode ever yeah. in games. Like, there's a reason we don't see many attract modes these days. Yeah. It's because that, like, after that's yeah. like, we don't need to make these anymore. It's, <laughs> the, the book has been written. But I want to make it clear. This is, we're not just talking about Super Mario 64 here. Mm-hmm. Per Chris's suggestion, I'm actually using this entry to recognize all Mario launched games. Mm-hmm. Or at least mm-hmm. the three most important ones. Because after, after 64, we have mm-hmm. this one. Tell me this isn't just yeah. warming the nostalgic cockles of your heart. I'm waiting for him to find the Pino. Pino! <laughs> Pino! <laughs> yeah, just... That, oh, that weird... Pino! At the, just that, um... Oh, Pino, we can... Pino. Can we get another Pino in there? Yeah. There we go. Uh, it's more that, like, even for someone my age, but definitely for someone younger, this is the first Nintendo launch where, like, yeah, I don't expect them to have a Mario at launch. Yeah. Whereas people born in the last 25 years may not think of Mario games as synonymous with launch, but they yeah. very much fucking were. Yeah, they were for a long time. They, they were. Are. They're they, not. They, well, there was Super Mario. Oh, yes, for the Wii yeah. U. Which, the again, Coast, doesn't count like, as a Mario yeah. game. Yeah. To yeah. me. Super Mario Brothers, you did not. So where did the disconnect happen? You're saying it happened. With GameCube. Mm, yeah, it happened in the GameCube. With Sunshine. Which it, uh, I love Sunshine. But it wasn't, but it wasn't a launch GameCube title. launched right. with Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. And then we launched with no Mario games. Yeah. No. At all. With Wario game. Because yeah. Galaxy didn't come along until no, a year later, right? And yeah. then DS was Mario 64. That's true. Ah. Uh, G- GBA was Super Mario... Like, Super the Advance Mar- 4. Yeah, Super Mario Advance, which was Super Mario Brothers 2, but yeah. like up-resed. And then Mario Land, which you, you said you didn't have a lot of love for. I remember no. loving that title. G- well, I like I always wanted to play it mm-hmm. when I was a kid. It's like, it's portable Mario. This is going to oh, be God. so fucking cool. And then like I finally got a hold of it like uh, when it went on the right. virtual console as an adult. And like... Oh, this it's is right. bad. Two, two is much better and more like a Mario game. But I mean, the turtles explode yes. when you yeah. jump on them. Some of them uh, do. Yeah, yeah, it's like a handball instead of fireballs. Uh-huh. It's great, and it never, but it never dies. It just bounces around. It's fucking beautiful. It drives like submarines and shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. The last boss is just, like I guess, Mr. Game & Watch and his own <laughs> submarine thing. Oh, Lord. But Mario, yeah, Mario was... You could not launch a Nintendo... More Nintendo products have launched with Mario products yeah. and it's only I think we take for granted now that they don't 
launch with Mario That's products. That's true. Yeah. Like, even from the beginning, Nintendo's first penetration into the U.S. Mm-hmm. As, as a console maker came with this. It hasn't been a launch game. It hasn't been a pack-in for even longer. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, it, I think Mario Super Mario World was like the last pack-in. Well, it was Mario packed game. in, right? It was, yeah. yeah. It might as well have been packed in with Nintendo 64 because like, there were like three games yes. that launched. It was that. Yeah. And it was like, was hey, that Pilot Wings and what was the third one? Wave Race. Oh. oh. Did I send you that picture of the one in Japan? Like the third launch game for 64 in Japan? What? Uh, the third launch game for Nintendo 64 in Japan. What was it? It's like some fucking chess simulator with yeah. on the cover is the leading Japanese chess player. It looks so bizarre. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, you did send me that. Yes, yes, it, just, right. it looks ridiculous. I did, it didn't register as like that's a launch game. That's a launch game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and Mario Mario had launched systems before the NES though. Like ColecoVision came out. With uh, Donkey Kong. Oh, wow. And that, that was like a big coup. That was like Nintendo had a deal going with Atari mm-hmm. back in the 80s that uh, Atari was going to bring over the NES and like release it as an Atari-branded system. And then they saw they went to like CES and saw Donkey Kong running on ColecoVision. They're like, that's it. We're terminating this arrangement. Fuck you, Nintendo. You can go <laughs> languish in Japan and never come over here. Yeah, we'll and, be Atari and strong yeah. forever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Take that. Centipede and millipede. Wow. Yes. Oh, we're going to live till the end of time. We have great ideas. They involve starships. They're going to involve other starships, and you're going to shoot them, and you'll get power up. And the game's them. never going to end. It'll be great. Mario's nice, but he's no pitfall Harry. Am I right, Bushnell? Let's have another drink. Ah, your characters are more than two pixels high. What, what the fuck is, is this? this? We need E.T., and we need it in four months. <laughs> We have a development team of Six zero. Six weeks, actually. <laughs> but we're going to bump oh it up God. to one. My son, Steve, he likes games. He said he'll program E.T. for us. Yeah. Like, oh, awesome. It's like the only console, old school console you can do that with. It probably was a guy who sounded a little like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, there's, there's a story there, if you what? want me to tell no, it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. E.T. was programmed by Howard Scott Warshaw, who, who also made Yar's Revenge, mm-hmm. which is considered one of the best games on the 2600. And basically, when it came much. to E.T., they were like, we need somebody to do this in six weeks because it has to be ready for uh, for distribution for Christmas. And so, like, nobody was taking it. So it was like, all right, I, I like the challenge of this. I'll try this. And so, yeah, E.T. is a game that was cobbled together in six weeks by one of Atari's best programmers, and it sucks. Yeah. Ooh. Not to be mean, but did he start on week five? Because I have... <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have not even had six weeks. I think they yeah. might have had, like cut it loose early. Like, okay, we need to get this. We need to get this in, in stores. We said six weeks. We meant four days. Mm-hmm. And you're losing time right now talking yeah. about yeah. it. Did yeah. I say six weeks? Because I'm in four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons line. Hooray. Uh, Got one in there. Just wave your fingers in front of the TV. <laughs> That's how you make a game, right? Tighten up the graphics on level three. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> But you're totally right. Mario 64 uh, is really, it's wonderful. And yes. going into that world, being being in the castle and, and mm-hmm. going like through all of these levels, each one was so varied and magnificent. Yeah. 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 And of course, it was Mario 64 was the first game to really give Mario a voice, mm-hmm. which was provided by... Ah, oh, that Charles Martinet. Nice Italian boy. That's, that's from the credits of Mario vs. Donkey Kong, but that is actually Charles Martinet mm-hmm. calling out his own name as Mario. 
that was the weirdest part of E3. So this year's E3 was my first one ever. Ooh. And that was the weirdest part was at the Nintendo, like early morning Nintendo show, was Charles Martinet like calling out people's names in the audience, like who he saw. Mm-hmm. Weird. That is frightening. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty nice. They were doing that at the booth as well. Oh, and I'm really? not really even sure how. The girl over there with the pink shirt. <laughs> nice oh, yeah. boobs. That's like a thing he does at E3 a lot, where it's like, it's Mario's face on a screen. He's in a different room. He yes. sees who's in the audience, and he just does crowd work with them. <laughs> he hey, he you with the tattoos. Work. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your face. Like, I hate your face. And the one here in the relationship, clap if you are. Tip your waitress. <laughs> but I don't know if uh, like one of you guys mentioned it or if I heard it somewhere else, but like Conan talking to Charles Martinet at E3 this year was one of the mm. saddest things. Was it? Really? Because really? it's, yeah, so it's like um, Conan meets Charles Martinet, and mm-hmm. like Conan probably knows a little bit about Mario, but not a lot. So he's just like, what are you doing? Like... Are you married, sir? And he's like, No, I'm a I'm a married to Peach. And it's like, Oh my god, this guy's like in his fifties, and Mario is all he has. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. all he needs, I guess. No, yeah. I no comment after how many, mad you guys got at me saying David Hater voice sucked. <laughs> but uh, yes, Charles Martinet is a treasure. Uh, he is national treasure. But if he's get done for Sutherland to be Mario, <laughs> I might change my mind. It's me. <laughs> uh, the best the uh, best voice work you can hear Charles Martinet doing right now is the opening of Runner 2, which is yeah, amazing. A, I love it. Really? Yeah, he's, this is Charles Martinet, and this is Runner 2. He, he does he narrates that Runner game 2. That game is amazing. But like his but he, introduction to He drops every, his own name. Yeah. And, he, and the introduction to every level mm-hmm. is like, it's almost like this weird uh, sort of poem with the tunnel of alliteration, mm-hmm. and it, it's really good. The game's good. It and, makes me forget yeah. that he, oh, he might be a professional voice actor, because yeah. everybody can do his Mario. Mm-hmm. Everybody. My mother does a good Mario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe your mother should marry Mario. Why did I bring this up? <laughs> no, we can't, we can't discount. I, it still doesn't not depress me that a Mario game doesn't launch every Nintendo console, and but I'm at least excited. Don't have a PS4. Don't know if I'm getting an Xbox One. 3D World looks astounding, yep. astounding, and it did now. it did yeah. not show very well at E3 in my opinion. No, it, it really didn't. There's like, an eight minute trailer out there. I played it at so E3, good. but like playing it multiplayer, I think is a different experience mm. from what I've heard. Like from playing it single player, playing yeah. it multiplayer is like this feels like super, New Super Mario Brothers four player mixed with uh, Mario Party mm. in 3D, yeah. and I kind of hate it. And then. But listening to uh, Chris Hoffman, who I think is reviewing the game, mm-hmm. yeah, the, he 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 said like, no, the single player is really good. Uh, it's it's super playable. So uh, watch the yeah. eight minute trailer. I even watched it in Japanese. I prefer to watch it there, so I don't know what they're saying because mm-hmm. it looks it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's done. My only thing with Super Mario 3D World is it four people is hectic. Four mm-hmm. people on the screen is hectic. Mm-hmm. But now they introduce these cherries and the cherries <laughs> duplicate a character, duplicate somebody on screen. Ugh. So now you have like up to eight characters You're controlling running. all of them as one person though. That's just a hive yeah. mind. Mario but hive mind. They show you some of the <laughs> levels though of how, how you can use that to your advantage in certain puzzles. It looks like right. there's levels designed around that. And it looks really rad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Hey, I, I, I imagine that like the more chaotic aspects of Mario really, really appeal to like little kids who like that sort of chaos and 
who enjoy listening to uh, children's albums that are nothing but Tinky Winky Shrieking. Or play, or play with tops or s- <laughs> certain things that just spin about until they knock each other over. Uh-huh. Yeah. I win, spin I guess. Fighters. Uh-huh. Spin Fighters. Bakugan, Spinges. Hey. I was going to say Beyblades, I feel like, maybe in this category. But those Hogs. To be fair, though, the Beyblades were actually really dangerous. I don't know, if, like I, this was like my heyday. I, yeah. I was like 13, 14 when your, Beyblades. Your Bayday, if you and will. My Bayday, <laughs> if, if you will. They were made of like sharp metal, and they would spring out of like you'd spin them, wow. and then in this little arena, and they pop out. And if they ever hit anyone in the eye, they had to put warnings on there. that's like, please don't lean over Beyblade Arena. You will get hit in the eye with the bay- <laughs> <laughs> with a shard of metal, like. Ah, Christ! Fun. All right, I think I think we're about done talking about Mario. Yes. Except that, yeah, again, uh, 3D World does look like it has some promise. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, it was no 3D Land didn't launch 3DS, did it? But it's it's fantastic. There was a Mario game there, wasn't there? Um, 3D for 3DS? Yeah. No, well, maybe not. Well, um, God, why can't I remember? I, I, oh, it was Pilot Steel Wings, Diver, Pilot Wings, Steel Diver, and a third game. There was a Tom Clancy one that I picked up at launch. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't count. Ghost I, I was just talking whatever. first party thing. Oh, yeah, Nintendo yeah. Dogs. That was a third game. <laughs> yeah. Plus cats. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Plus cats. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a, there could be a really sad revelation here that what if Nintendo's next system launches with Mario Galaxy 3? Like, what if we have to wait that long? See, I don't think that Miyamoto will have... did say something this week. It's like, this doesn't mean we're done with Galaxy. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. did you say that, you cruel man? Mm-hmm. If you don't have one in the next five years, mm-hmm. I will be very upset. Yeah. Galaxy is my kind of my favorite thing Mario's got going. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think the 2D Marios are like, that's what Nintendo will do for launch. I now. think it's those like, are training mm-hmm. exercises that they publish for full price. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly have to wonder, like you're saying, like I wonder if Mario will launch the next Nintendo system. Like, I, I think if something doesn't change very soon, we're not going to see the next Nintendo system. I think uh, they'll always probably see a, a new handheld. Yeah. Yes, they'll always yeah. have a handheld. On portables, yeah. they have. Never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Never mind. All right, Monster Hunter is great. I'm sure it is. <laughs> when we, we we're gonna we're gonna take a little break. When we get back, we're gonna talk about PS4, Xbox One stuff. You know the, the stuff you actually wanted to hear about when you downloaded a podcast <laughs> about games. Okay, we're gonna go out on Lou Reed's perfect day because R.I.P. Lou Reed, and because uh, some of you who haven't heard the original need to hear the original version of the song that's in all the PlayStation 4 commercials. So stay tuned. Just a perfect day Feed animals in the zoo Then later a movie too And then home Oh, it's such a perfect day I'm glad I spent it with you a perfect day You just keep me hanging on You just keep me hanging on Oh, God damn it! another system update? Sony better watch its back, man, or I'm gonna boycott this thing by only buying five of them and... Oh, hey! I was just playing with my PS4 down here. I had to wait in line for it, but now I'm not sure it was such a great idea. I plugged the HDMI cable into the dirt wall in my warren, hoping to see a thousand and eighty peas come spilling out, but nothing! I don't get it! I cracked against a rock, I tore off its lid and flipped it upside down and scratched it with my weird little hands, but no peas! Not even one delicious green orb! So now I'm just sitting here, imitating those assholes upstairs who don't know how good they have it, and you know, I'm having fun! This is the next generation of entertainment! This is... 
hold on a second. Oh, oh, you motherfucker. I will hit you until you give up those peas. <laughs> See, it's just like the internet. Or so they tell me, because I'm a raccoon and I'm not allowed near computers. Anyway, while I sit here and have fun with my PS4 that Chris doesn't know about or have, maybe you'd like to take a moment to support the show. There are a few ways you can do this. First, go to VigiGameApocalypse.com, look at the site. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, you know, rate and review us, especially if you want to leave a five-star review so Apple knows that the podcast is cool and that people like it. You can buy stuff through the Amazon links on LazerTimePodcast.com, and the host will get a little cut of whatever you spend. You can tell a friend, hey, that's free. Just go, you know, go up to a friend and say, hey, you know, I found this really awesome podcast called Vigigame Apocalypse that's changed my life because of this one little raccoon who keeps shilling for it mercilessly, tirelessly, thanklessly through every break. And, you know, you, you should really go listen to that raccoon. He's a swell guy. I really love him. I'm going to send him all of my money, which you can do if you want, I guess. It's better than going to store.lasertimepodcast.com and buying those t-shirts and sending them to me when you could send them to yourself and show the world that you love Vigigame Apocalypse. Become a walking billboard for the brand and pay for the privilege. It's awesome. You can... Comment on the, the article for this week's podcast at Vigigame Apocalypse. You can post on the forums, answer the question of the week, let the hosts know what you think they should or shouldn't change. And if you're really feeling generous, you can donate using the donate buttons on the site. But if you want to support Vigigame Apocalypse specifically, be sure to put their name on there somewhere, or it's just going to go to Chris. And I don't really need to explain what's going to happen with that money, do you? I'm going to dig it out of his mattress and use it to buy PlayStation 4s that he doesn't know about. And just continually tear them until one of them gives up those fucking peas. Otherwise, you can just follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. We will post things every week, letting you know when the episode goes up, and there may be occasional things here and there that you won't hear about otherwise. Anyway, that's my spiel. I'm going to get back to hammering on this stupid piece of plastic, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to segment two of our podcast. And, of course, you all, all of our regular listeners understand and know that segment two means you get to listen to this. Oh, shit. Nah. <laughs> All that money we spent on the new soundboard. No! It's this. These are the new releases. They are releasing new releases. These are the new releases. Everybody cares. Ah, the Sweet. classics. Thank you, David B. Cooper, for composing. Unfortunately, there are no, no new releases. None, none whatsoever. This is a very barren week as mm-hmm. we uh, wait for the apocalypse to end. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, all the new releases require a $400 to $500 <laughs> unlock code that comes in the form of a physical brick that sits in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, most of them do. I mean, there, there are a few that don't. There's a knack. Tearaway, for oh, example, cool. on oh. Vita. Ah. That's finally Tearaway, coming out. Tearaway's cool. That's uh, uh, Tara Reed's reality show on E, where she goes <laughs> yes, to faraway yes. countries <laughs> Tara to, to learn uh, the way of t- Tara or Tara uh, way. She gets, gets drunk in Bali. I want to do a Tara Reed impression, but it just sounds like Seth Green's girl voice on Robot Chicken. Whenever he does, like, have a guy, have a guy. This Saturday, we're getting Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds on yeah, 3DS, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. sequel to uh, Link to the Past. That's pretty awesome. I'm trying to remember who there was. It got I got saw it get some good review scores, yep. and then I saw it get some really really bad ones. Yeah. And usually, a Zelda game isn't polarizing. No, well, I, I read an interesting article that was talking about how like Link Between Worlds looks like shit, but plays like a dream. Mm. Like it's like mm. this is one of the ugliest games ever. But it's it, certainly the ugliest Zelda. game. It does game. have a visual template that it needs to stick to. I guess. Yes, it's, it's just like past. you. It, when I guess the the argument it was making is when you take these like kind of chunky, fat sprites and put them into 3D, like they look mm. really weird and amateurish. Can definitely yeah. see that. Sure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, but it was just that uh, that Phantom Hourglass had a lot of top down. Yep. Link to the Pasty moments. Yeah, but it wasn't trying to recapture the look That's of true. Link to the Past. That's true. All right. 
It was, right. was kind of more Wind waker I'm depressed now. I know. Fantastic. I know. But then I didn't finish Mario and Luigi either, and that's usually... I, I may prefer that as my RPG series to... Oh, well, then you might be interested to know that Mario Party Island Tour is coming out. Man, that crept up on everybody, right? Yeah. (laughs) Mario Party Island Tour. I guess it'd be weird to call it. It'd be 10, wouldn't it? Mm Yep. Nine was the last one on MP10. So, yeah, most of the big releases this week were big releases last week. (laughs) Um, Strangely enough, we got Battlefield 4, Assassin's Creed 4, all the shit that's coming with the Xbox One release. Uh, That I imagine people who care most are probably picking up for $10 with their transfer code to Xbox One (laughs) and PS4. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. probably. But uh, we can talk, before we talk about that, and we will talk about some of the Xbox One stuff, I wanted to spend some time talking about. PlayStation 4, because three of the four of us in this room have actually managed to procure PS4s mm-hmm. and have been playing them. I've been playing mine. I played mine. one, I just didn't procure one. Aww. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, I've made an effort to play like at least a little bit of um, you know what I had on hand. I played mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 4 for a little bit. It does mm-hmm. look a little bit better than mm-hmm. the, the current gen version. I notice it loads certain things faster, like there's... Not, uh, there were certain little pauses when you try to perform certain actions in the 360 version that aren't there anymore. Uh, there, what are the touchscreen elements? Or the touchpad elements? Um, well, the touchpad, it's, it's all map based. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's kind of a weird thing. Like, So if you haven't seen the PS4 controller, mm-hmm. it has where the start and select buttons were, there is now an options button instead of start and share instead of select. So select, what you think of as select is actually now activated by pushing on the touchpad. So It was a useless button that they could have gotten rid of. It kind of was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it was useful for bringing up the map in Assassin's Creed. So, <laughs> so now that's what that does. When you hit the touchpad, it mm. brings up the map, and then you can slide your finger around on the touchpad to slide around on the map. You can also use a companion app or use your Vita as a second screen. Which one have you played around with the most, or do you prefer out of the games? Yeah, like do you like do you use the I, I didn't even think about the Vita possibly oh. being um Um yeah, you know, I played I played around with the Vita a little bit. Uh Vita like it has it has two options that you can connect to the PS4 with. You can just do straight up remote play, which now works with all games. Uh and Oof. I've I've only gotten it to work like in the house. I just tried it on your internet connection mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Really? Uh well, yeah, well the internet connection's working now. Well, well, I don't th- I think that's more to my internet connection than the yeah. PS4's capability. Maybe I'll try it again later. Yeah, I want to see it. But uh and it, then it also has a second screen thing and here's where I think they kind of tripped up in that when you use it as a second screen, it's basically like using an iPad companion app. And you get to, like, okay, say for Assassin's Creed 4, I zoom around on the map with it, and I can mark locations and find treasures. But it's like picking like up another device and not yes, super intuitive. And, and when, I don't know why they didn't just go the Wii U route of mm-hmm. saying, like, okay, this is also now, you can use it as a second controller. Like, you can use the, the joystick things, and no, you can't use it when you're using it as a second screen. I tried. Huh. So, I mean, no, it's, it's lacking two buttons at least. Yeah. But yeah, but they fill in for that with the back touchscreen. Sh- they should. Well, they should. Yeah. The back touchscreen be do. any number of things. They do. But then you know, I played some of the the flagship launch mm-hmm. titles as well. I I played a bit of Killzone, which I think like can I, that's that's the real flagship. Like this is the graphical showcase. Yep. This is if you if you really want to you know want want your PS4 to show off. Like this is what you should play. I thought it, it's really pretty. Um, I like that it's a bit more open than previous kill zones. Mm. So that I feel like I have mm. more of an illusion of choice in what I do. 
even though I really don't. I'm still just killing dudes. <laughs> From point A to point B. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a big open... Like, the, the first level that mm-hmm. you dropped in was the, the, the demo from E3. So I've played through that, and you're kind of going around like you, you have these three objectives. You, you can rescue your guys, you can deactivate the alarms, and then you can blow up the anti-aircraft guns before mm-hmm. you take everybody and escape on, like, this big dramatic shootout. And you can kind of do those three things in any order. And, and it's, like, just this huge open, freely explorable wilderness area with lots of trees and things. Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, that's kind of cool. But you have to do all three things. Yes. But it's, you know, it's not a corridor at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, there's a little bit of a feeling of flexibility. Sure, sure. I see what you're saying by yeah. illusion. These are just objectives you have to do anyway. Yeah. And not doing one first or second doesn't affect the outcome of the other. Not others. really, no. Mm-hmm. It's just you have that option. And then, has anybody else played Killzone? Uh, I've probably played, like, you know, like an hour or two of it. Mm. And yeah, it is... Did you go to the kill zone, bro? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How many zones did you kill? I killed every zone. Oh, man. Get um, in the zone. Auto kill zone? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't played Rise yet, so I don't have that point of comparison where it's like, this is the this is the game that obviously you put in your PS4 when someone says like, I don't know, this is like the systems probably look just the same nowadays. It's like, I think no, I've heard the same criticism what... of both games. But they're not. Point. They're not that deep. They're not that deep, but they're they're wonderful tech showcases. Yeah, and th- and that doesn't make them bad games. It just makes them launch games. Yeah, and I mean, there's nothing bad about having a launch yeah. uh, like an exclusive launch game. Well, like, Killzone, I haven't played very far into it, but it does. Mm-hmm. It feels like a perfectly competent oh, okay. game. Yeah. I mean, I, Games Radar, I guess, gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It, it, so. It's I I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, um, I like the drone stuff you can do. With the yeah, yeah, you get you get the little drone called the owl, and then you can like swipe in different directions on the touchpad to say like, okay, there's some guys over there. I'm gonna swipe up, and you go into attack mode, and then I'm gonna hit L1, and you go and just shoot them, and I'll shoot them in the back while they're preoccupied yeah. with you. Like that's that's and kind of lines. cool touch, and like you can use it to hack things mm-hmm. or stun dudes or or yeah, create zip lines for you to slide down to. But it can't create zip lines just anywhere. Like you have to find a platform that you can attach to, which is a little bit lame. Yeah. Um, the other one that I wanted to talk about, Neck. Yes. Neck. This oh. is one everybody fucking hates right now. That's what you were supposed to play, My Sharona, right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is everybody hating on Neck? It's not doing so well. I think it had like a sixty something on Metacritic mm-hmm. last time I looked. Uh, like it's it's been getting a few fives, um, and it's. Like, I think after playing it for a couple of hours, and, and note, note again, I've only played it for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. I reserve the right to change this opinion if the rest of it sucks. Settle down, NeoGaf. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just in what I've played, it's like, this is it's a lovely, charming, sort of God of War-esque brawler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nothing outstanding. I think if it were... A $30 downloadable title, people would not be so angry about it as if, you know, it, it, and a lot of the, the hate for it is justified because, like, this is a $60 launch title that Sony made a big showcase out of, you know, when it first unveiled the PS4 mm-hmm. and has been acting like this is a really big deal. It's like, well, no, it's not a really big deal. I mean, it's pretty and it's kind of fun. It's very basic. I mean, you're, you're just kind of like, you, you can run up to dudes and swipe at them, and the only real variation comes in that you slowly grow in size mm-hmm. throughout each level. You're Katimari Man. Sort of. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, the uh, 
like tiny little enemies that gave you trouble before. Like you know, it might have taken like one or two hits to get rid of them. Now, mm. it, now it just takes one. Like they're they're fleas basically. And now you're dealing with enemies that basically do the same things but are bigger and have like different combos mm-hmm. and so slightly different strategies for getting past them and then you grow and grow and like pretty soon you're fighting these big like huge bulky robots and then uh, you find like a generator because the whole thing is Knack is made out of these relics that power this world. That's why it looks like a PS1 character up right? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and so like you find them and like you're... you're uh, creator professor like points out like oh this generator isn't running i bet if it was it could open this door and Nax <laughs> like don't worry professor and like all the relics that you collected that made him big and bulky get funneled into the re- the reactor <laughs> Leave it to me jimmy neutron yeah and then it opens the door and it's like aha i've been mega man i'm back to square one so. <laughs> i do get a big big jimmy neutron vibe from the uh, human characters of that game mm. it, it, it is a bit and i think they were they were trying for a pixar look and i mean it's just the characters are I like all... it. I like that they, they bothered to have a distinct-looking human yeah. character. Yeah. Huh. I mean, they're, they're all kind of colorful and one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's the adventurer character. who's You can tell he's an adventurer because he's, he's dressed like Indiana Jones with a blonde ponytail. Uh, and he's like the, the uncle of like the kid character. and mm-hmm. So it's, it's just kind of... Somebody was saying yeah. that they allude to a deeper backstory with like the goblins or ogres or whatever the fuck they Maybe. are. Maybe. Like, one of the things you're trying to figure out early on is like... These goblins are basically primitives with mm-hmm. spears and bows, and like suddenly they have these badass tanks. And mm-hmm. It's like, where did they get the tanks? Let's follow them and find out. And, and it looks—it still yeah. looks cool to me. To me, yeah. And yeah. if there's anything there that it offers that an old school, I like mean, a PS3, couldn't, I don't know if there is. Wasn't the whole thing like the particle effects or whatever? Yeah, maybe they're made out of. Yeah, out of, uh, and I mean those are kind of impressive when you're watching it, but like yeah. it's really just like eh, particle effects. Yeah, my yeah. only exposure has been to like seeing it at E3, and like the vibe I got was like, oh, huh, video games still do that. Uh, like, we'll impress somebody, we'll impress people up by making a character just out of balls, but the balls will move so yeah. nicely. <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> balls and Vector Man. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You made the point. Like yeah. I liked it better when it was called, it was called balls. balls. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I, yeah. yeah, I mean those. those... It, it does sort of have a little bit of that vibe, but I mean, you know, each each stage of Knack has a distinct look to yeah. him. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not just like the same character but bulkier. Okay. Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like I would encourage people to play it when it's like you can get it for twenty or thirty dollars. Sure. Like this is, hey, this is the, the bottom line is this is not a four or five hundred dollar game. Um, how much does PS4 cost again? Four hundred dollars. This is not a four hundred dollar <laughs> game. Well, I, I feel like I paid for it months ago, mm-hmm. so I wasn't mm. really keeping track. But uh, and and if you're looking for something to really drive home, like yes, I've just made an excellent purchase in this console. FIFA. This is not the game to do oh. that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that like the. The free games that you get with PS Plus when you sign up are Resogun looks great. Resogun is like Defender in in like a 3D cylinder, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Contrast is really cool. Like you know, that's I've only played it for like a few minutes, really. But like, yeah, this is a game I'm happy to play for free. Sure, <laughs> it has this kind of like cool shadowy like Paris in the 19th century vibe to it that is coming off of owning a Vita and being a pre-existing PS Plus member I automatically felt like I was rewarded for buying the console in a way that like you don't get anymore because there's no Mm pack-ins instead you get like great pack-ins yeah but I, I will say like that that promise they made early on that like you'll be able to play things as you download them Nope. 
Really? Yeah, that's mm. if that's coming, it's it's probably going to come later because I I downloaded everything. I'm like, okay, well now I can go play. I'm like, nope, this is still downloading, and then had to wait for it to Maybe download. You could play the menu that it installed. <laughs> yeah, I could play the menu. <laughs> I I could uh, click like. Like, <laughs> this already has four point four thousand likes. Uh, I, I can click on that while I wait for it to download. I am I am uh, liking uh, watching all of you guys on my Facebook fiddle around. I really hate you, actually fiddling around with your social <laughs> activities. Uh, Here's me just streaming bullshit. Die, uh, I don't mess with those. Nobody needs to. Nobody wants to know what I'm doing on Facebook uh, in, in video games. I That's actually. Dumb. Did it was just making me madder at not having a PS3, but yeah. it was mm. still cool to see. Like, here's me stabbing a dude and Killzone, neat yeah. with the the clever caption of Killzone Shadowfall four zero one eleven 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 nine four six 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 nine four whatever the default captioning system is. <laughs> so that's kind of the interesting part about both new systems is mm. this whole like social aspect to it. It seems mm-hmm. like a lot of the architecture is based around that. And that, to me, is the kind of weird part. Like, Xbox One has the feed. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 4 is now, like, you just get uh, bunches upon bunches of updates from your friends, constantly what they're doing. It seems like this is really integral to the system, which is weirding me out. I don't know if I needed Kinda. a, a mm-hmm. PS4 Facebook. I like, I have Facebook for Facebook. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you can ignore that stuff. You can. Which is, can. But it's, it is really, like, they clearly built this into the system to be very important. And... Like I think four or five times now, I've accidentally hit share, thinking it was select, and then like <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 back out! I don't want to share a video down. of like the first two <laughs> minutes of Assassin's Creed Four. Thank you. And it's really <laughs> jarring when you accidentally hit that button, thinking mm-hmm. you're pressing back. You're like, no, oh, hold on, I'm gonna go into my menu. Oh God, what's happening? Like, <laughs> zooms out, you get a little mini box like up mm-hmm. in the corner of your gameplay still going on, and mm-hmm. uh, now it just takes you out of the game. It totally is debilitating. What What I wanted to look at is that. They added that in there because the rise of the streamer and the Let's Plays yeah. and all that good right. stuff. And there are people who made, now make their livings off of that. And I think I, I, I think it was that they, they saw somebody like getting a shit ton of views on yes. Twitch TV. And yes. they're like, we want a piece of this yes. pie. We want a pe- well, not only that, but like it's an easy way for them to help. Not even to take money from it, but to facilitate that. Because, and this is coming from someone who I've made my living off of video in some way, shape, or form in the past. Or it's part of my professional career. And that's because it's prohibitively expensive to do such a thing and kind of hard to do. And I do wonder if, if somebody takes the difficulty out of doing that, what, what becomes of professional streamers and Let's Players. Now everybody is. Yeah. It's a matter of, really a matter of getting it, there, getting it first. Well, apparently, uh, PS4 doesn't allow for upload to YouTube right now, right? No. Yeah. Well, you know, I, th- I don't know if this is why, but what's cool dealing with video is that... 1080p 60 frames a second is still something YouTube cannot show you, hmm. whereas That's Twitch true. and Ustream can. Yeah. And so if you, if you like Killzone trailer, the Killzone trailer is best viewed if you go to the Killzone site and download it, because there is not a Flash player in the universe capable of showing you what's special about what the tech is doing. Her point. And that's it. I think and Twitch, yeah. is, Twitch is actually way, way ahead of that as far as that goes, and uh, they can show you 60 frames a second. So what else have you guys been playing on PS4? That's pretty much my experience right there. Um, well, a game that I've played at length that's multi-platform is Need for Speed Rivals. Ooh. So Ooh. that's yeah. launched for PS4 and for Xbox One. So is that worth picking up? 
Yeah, I don't like it as much as Need for Speed Most Wanted last year's game. You did like uh, that one. I did. Mm. It's way better than on your console. That was crazy. That, uh, I blame my console for yeah, that. Yeah, your your launch. <laughs> that video like, you took of, uh, what's that game? Fucking Mercenaries 2 from years ago, Mikkel. Oh, wow. Uh, that's but, what it looks like running on my Xbox and my Xbox alone. Yeah. It has trouble oh, uh, the, rendering the ground. Yes, so you'll <laughs> fall through it. You'll just fall through oh, the ground. God. And like... I had two, at least two or three reviewers at my house watching it, and like we have never encountered this. No. And that's why uh, the newest console yeah. I own is a 360. <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah, Most Wanted might be my favorite arcade racer this generation. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's up there with Burnout. They just don't like the driving to and from. Events. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the like the way that Most Wanted works, it's mm-hmm. it's very seamless between playing. Mm-hmm. You can play offline mm-hmm. and the experience with other people is like they will join in but mm-hmm. they can just as easily like after a race just like go to the other side of the map and do their own thing and then join up with you later and it's hmm. it's you know when rivals I, or most rivals fun. okay yeah so it, it's pretty seamless i mean it comes at the expense of there not being a super like cohesive streamlined uh, career mm. in oh it. yeah so most wanted at least like you would play for a while, then you would face the 10th most wanted, then you'd play for a while, and then you would unlock the race against the 9th most wanted. Mm-hmm. There's not even that this time. There's, like, a bunch Short, of... Short, in-game, like, videos yeah. that are trying to tell the story, but the story yeah. is... Oh, the God. rivals are the cops and the racers. Right, right. There's it, a story. And it's very heavy-handed, and it's oh. like, hey, there, there's rivals. Like, you guys are rivals. There's cops. There's racers. You guys are on opposite sides of the law. Dude. Some would say, yeah. Someone say you're rivals. Dude! <laughs> some would say, fuck you. You You were interested in Hot Pursuit for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. And they let you play on both sides of the law in this one. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's really well balanced. Because when you're racing as a racer, uh, then you you do get more speed points, which is the game's currency. But you have to bank it so... Like you can go for a while, and you'll get like a multi, uh, a multiplay, uh, a multiplier going. A multiplicity movie starring yeah. Michael Keaton. You'll get copies of Multiplicity <laughs> nice. to deliver. Cool. No, but uh, so if you get caught by a by a, a, a cop, then they get your speed points. So all it, of it, yeah, all wow. of it. Um, so when you're playing as a cop, you want to go after people who have like high heat levels, and you know, mm-hmm. like that. That it's like a double-edged sword because they're that good that they've got that multi. But if you happen to take them, down. yeah, mm. you get you get all their points. But bigger the, you, the bigger reward. Yeah, but if you right. feel like you're gonna get caught or crash mm-hmm. or, or get wrecked, you find a, a safe house and bank it all. And it's it's a cool little dynamic that mm. you know it's good for like playing in short spurts. Definitely, it built. Yeah, it's yeah. totally tension building. Absolutely. Um, yeah, of course, I've been playing uh, Rivals as well. I'd say, of course, like everybody. Knows, yeah, but on I've the PS Drupal. On yeah, <laughs> so the kids are calling it. By the way, thought I'd let you know. Uh, PS Drupal, Drupal. And you know, I think this. It's tough to tell because it's a cross-gen game. Yeah. So you know, I want to say that the game looks beautiful. I haven't even seen it on last yeah. gen. Or yeah. current gen, or whatever we're calling the Xbox 360. Gen, it's officially gen. last gen. It's and and yeah, yeah, like EA has led with the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Like this is the version that you should get, really? guys. I haven't seen like games out. Do they talk to week. one another? I know it's a weird question. You might no, probably one. not. Probably not. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it comes out first. On it came PS4. out first on PS4. Yes. Yeah. 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 Before oh, wow. it came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. 
Mm. So that actually makes a nice little segue to Xbox One. Mm -hmm. And you guys have been playing Xbox One games. You've actually been playing the only one that I'm planning to buy at launch right now, which is Dead Rising 3. Yes. Um, So (laughs) I've played both Loco Cycle and Dead Rising 3 Mm -hmm. uh, a lot. Um, Yeah, Dead Rising 3... um, haven't you know finished my review of it yet mm-hmm. uh but i do i do enjoy it it's like i've i've played every dead rising like the two um sort of prologue and epilogue off uh, the chapters off, off the record mm-hmm. uh and you know it's it's not a great tech showcase for the xbox Man. one sorry <laughs> I, I, it is really impressive that you could like the amount of zombies that they'll show at once mm, um, something but they're, are they, it, they are they yeah. particle zombies? Yes. Uh, no, but they're they're like they're they're when you when you kill them, the blood that that spews forth, that's impressive too. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the amount of zombies on screen? I just said that. Oh, I was getting a beer. Yeah, I've never uh, played it. I've never played it. I do not. You know more about the game than I yeah, do. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it hasn't changed that much since two. It's in a bigger city now, and in that way, like there's those perdidos. Yes. So it's, it, I guess it's like LA. Is it, is it more open than previous uh, Dead Rising? Yeah, Rising's it's, it's now like a city instead of you a know, mall. one. One was a mall. Two was like a Vegas. very, very big mall. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's an open city sort of because you get you have vehicles, but there are so many blockades, hmm. and which makes sense from like a zombie perspective. Like, of mm-hmm. course, in a big city there would be blockades. Yes, yeah, Walking are, Dead yeah. showed you the best way to get around is by a horse. Ah. Yeah. There are no horses in this game. Oh, well, the no. horse could just be zombies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, the psychopaths are really good in it. They, they kind of like. I feel like there were more in other games, but this one they they tie them all into the seven deadly sins. So that's cool. Um, the campaign is it's like what it always is in Dead Rising. It's like a bit campy. Like mm-hmm. people were worried that this game is serious. It's every bit as like weird. Like. Still the weird bee thing. That seems like a really strange thing now. The the brief spurt of like, this game is too serious to be a Dead Rising. Yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been playing the game in hot pants and like a superhero cape. <laughs> for Did you see the, the Mega Man X uh, outfit? Yes. That's, that's for doing nightmare mode. I've been mostly playing story mode. Mm. So that's where they remove the time restriction. Like that was, some, that was a problem that some people had. I kind of liked having but like... You can, it's optional, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even when you play story mode, there's still that level of... All of these side missions, mm-hmm. those are still timed. So you still have that like level of, I got to get this done. Because mm-hmm. if I don't finish this, then this one thing will expire. And then like I've, I've missed like a handful of uh, like opportunities within the game because I didn't manage my time correctly. And uh, yeah, a lot of collectibles, like the all of the combination weapons, you have to find them. But it, it, I, I do like the collectibles element of it. And um, yeah, I mean... If you liked the other two Dead Rising games, I think this is probably the best Dead Rising. It's not the, you know, it's not a system showcase, but I just re- I, so I enjoyed have, have it. Have you played anything that you think is a system showcase? Forza, mm. baby. Uh, boy. I mean, I've only really played three games at length. So mm. the, the other one I mentioned before, Loco Cycle, I reviewed, right. and Killer Instinct. Oh, wow. uh, mm. Yeah, they all have like little flourishes that make like okay, this is something that that couldn't be done. So Killer Instinct, um, both like the like. Does it still have pre- cheesy techno music? 
It still does, yeah. Okay. And the All right, then extremely loud announcer. They don't have whatever fatality. <laughs> uh, but they don't have whatever fate they called fatalities back in the Killer Instinct days. Uh, and what were those? I don't know. Kill yeah. punch. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, th- that has like amazing particle effects. So like you block a fireball, it will literally explode into like a thousand embers. And most of the stages have some kind of like crazy weather element happening. Like uh, like there's a like the glacius stage will have like mm-hmm. snow coming in, and that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like I haven't played much of Rise, which is like the big. Uh, that's the kill zone of the Xbox One launch, mm-hmm. where it's like. This is the best looking game. May not be something that you'll remember years from now, but it is the game that you'll put in when someone says, "Hey, what does this system look like?" Mm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because you know, I, I, I actually have. That's what I do with my new systems. Yeah. Hey, look at this. <laughs> this looks really good. This justifies the money I just spent <laughs> on this. Right? This is why I bought it. <laughs> huh. No, we can't go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but local cycle, yeah. Other game that I the played. Twisted Pixel like, game? Twisted Pixel. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Twisted Pixel makes weird games. I was oh. not prepared for how weird Loco Cycle <laughs> it's is. It's really strange. I played it some at Penny Art at, at PAX. Yeah, just like the cutscenes and, and the dialogue. You were at PAX? Yeah, I was sexist. at PAX. <laughs> okay, clearly. And Well, it's yeah. a very sexist game in that you are playing as a woman who has been reduced to a form of transportation. Yeah. <laughs> It and, is. It could be. It's and continually action. drags down a man who's who's forced to follow around Hispanic her and to say man. yes, dear, yes. So it's racist <laughs> as well. Yeah. See. But no. It's, in all in all seriousness, I, I thought it was really funny in that like the the main character is this motorcycle who's kind of like this Glados style yep. AI, and it's just constantly chattering things, and it's dragging this uh, Latino... I, I guess he's like a handyman, he's yeah. a mechanic, mm-hmm. and, and he's he's literally just being dragged along the road, somehow unhurt, yeah. the whole time. And Wait, like, he, you don't mean like he's riding atop? No, or... I mean, he's like, he's he's got like an ankle caught uh, yeah. on, on the motorcycle, and it's just literally dragging him at high speeds down the road. Nice. But it, I, I thought it was just like, a lot of the humor comes from him like, Screaming things in Spanish like "Somebody stop this thing! It's crazy! Yeah. It's trying to get me killed!" It's like, "Why, yes, that's right. They do deserve to die." Thank you for pointing that out. Yes. Like she just pretends to understand him, but has no idea what he's saying. Yeah, or uh, doesn't care. Well, she thinks that she understands him, ah. but she doesn't because her uh, spoiler, her language translation circuit broke or something. Oh, but yeah, the, like the cutscenes. I don't know if they showed them. But they, you have to watch them. Like, they are so trauma. Like, really? Like, really? it wears the influence right on its sleeve. Do they have that same uh, crash that they use in, like, every trauma foot movie? <laughs> they might. I don't <laughs> same know. There footage? are. You, I, Look at the same Chevy Car flipping over in midair and there, exploding. Yeah, there are yeah. elements that make it very obvious that they love trauma. Um, but, yeah, the cutscenes. And the fact that the game itself mm-hmm. will jump, like, from being, like, the racing beat him up hybrid which is already weird enough but then it'll jump from doing that to like oh suddenly uh iris is like 300 feet in the sky and she's shooting down on a battleship and oh now she's fighting now she has to drive up this mech and and you know somehow uh, pablo has a, a rifle and he has to shoot down the the mech and um then she'll be stuck on a tr- train track so pablo has to fix her like there's a bunch of mini games just to repair iris it sounds it's, amazing yeah, I, I, I 
when I demoed it, I thought it was a bit too chaotic, mm -hmm. and it it still kind of is. Like it doesn't take much to like do the combat elements, mm -hmm. but when it changes up things, that's like cool enough. So I, I enjoyed it. I, just, I, I think it Twisted Pixel is this close to being like pedigree slash household name, eh. and I, every one of their games. Whatever the shortcomings are, you know what you're getting just because it says Twisted Pixel in the box. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love the way it sounds as a result of that. Yeah. Twisted Pixel. How about you, Nick? What have you been playing on X-Bone? So, let's see here. I did a little bit of Killer Instinct the other day. And I get so just, you know, kind of backpacking on what Davis already said about it. My favorite part is... We we were like, ah, the Connect is going to be terrible. It's got to be on all the time. Like, I'm never going to use it. <laughs> I actually, when I do something really cool, you say Xbox Record, it automatically grabs the last 30 yep. seconds of your gameplay. Mm -hmm. And so if you're doing something cool, uh, I was playing with Charlie Barrett the other day, and Ooh. I whooped him, and I whooped him pretty hard. Nice. <laughs> and I was able to grab the last 30 seconds of that clip by saying Xbox Record. And yeah, yeah that you're able to kind of like savor uh, that victory. I love how much it. that probably bothered him. <laughs> that makes me very happy. Oh, Charlie, if you're listening, you put up a good fight. Um, he's not listening. He's not listening. <laughs> uh, Let's else not kid ourselves. So, what else have I done here? So, I also did some Rise the other day mm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you think? So, I think we all, when we saw Rise, we're just like, oh, we'll just dismiss it. It's just. Uh, yeah, we, we were 100% right, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> totally. So, you know, the the, bun, the quick time events, they're there, mm -hmm. but they don't impede gameplay. They actually make it really enjoyable. Like so Make it so it's something you want to see happen? You want, like, you get so brutal, you're lopping off limbs mm -hmm. left and right. Um, you're building up this combo multiplier. Mm -hmm. uh, the gameplay itself is incredibly simplistic. There's three buttons that you actually use. There's parry, shield bash, uh, oh, okay, regular slash, and then, like, finisher move. All the buttons you need for the entire game. Um, the so share it's, button. it's like Neck. Oh, then. And, the, and of course, the share yeah. button, yeah. of course. So it's like uh, Neck, then, but slightly more complicated, in that you only really have... You, you, in Neck, you have a jump, you have a punch, and then you have a jumping punch. Right, exactly. Which is and like a, you jump up and then you dive down. In my day, they combined buttons for jumping punch. This sounds uh -huh. to me like innovation. I guess what? an entire button assigned a jumping punch. <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, I've been going through, and of course, I'm only a few acts in, so, you know, it comes with the caveat that I haven't played through all of it. Um, but I've actually been enjoying it, and I think it could be the showcase title, and it could actually come from left field and surprise people that, yeah. uh, you know, I, I like to think what would have happened if Lord of the Rings, like, the Two Towers or Return of the King, those hack and slash games, mm -hmm. would have had this incredibly fun finisher mechanic that rises. They were fun games. They were fun games. They were. They were okay. They're, they're really weird now. Yeah. yeah if you really go back and try to play them, it's like, oh my God, they've got like this sort of like half-ass, like we plastered the faces of the actors across <laughs> these chunky-ass characters and, and it looks really strange. And like we clearly thought this was like super high production back yeah. in the day and now it looks like mm. shit. Now it looks terrible. Um, but if we would have had some of these really cool mechanics on a franchise that maybe I would have cared a little bit hmm. more about, uh, we would actually be looking... <laughs> Rome isn't a franchise? <laughs> That's it. I don't know. Who owns it? Know. I'll tell you who to tell Stars. <laughs> yeah, stars, <laughs> I think. Uh, Used to be HBO. <laughs> oh, no, I'm thinking of Spartacus. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I should also correct myself that Knack also has special attacks because I'm sure somebody's going to complain if I don't mention that. Mm. That mm. he can he can make a tornado out of his relics, or he can throw projectiles, or he can release a burst of energy. So continue. But yeah, yeah. To to kind of conclude my thought there on on the whole rise thing, it's. Uh, kind of the the knack dilemma as well that maybe it's not worth the sixty dollars, but but I'm sure this is going to be a great game to pick up at the twenty thirty dollar price yeah. mark. So you're saying uh, it is worth playing? It's, it's just worth, not worth sixty bucks. It's just not worth sixty. It bucks. is. It's just one of those things that like you're picking up a new piece of technology that'll have shit tons of patches yeah. for a huge premium, and you're gonna quibble mm-hmm. about twenty dollars. Like about. This game isn't worth $60. Like, where's your criticism for the system itself? That's right, it doesn't exist, because that would make you feel bad. Right. That would make you feel well, bad. Well, also, it's still a little early. Like, the, mm-hmm. like the, playing with the PS4, it's like, there's really nothing here. Like, there are a few promises that haven't been delivered on yet, but, like, there's nothing super irritating about it yet. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that, like, yes, out of the box... Like, oh, I've got it set up. Like, this new menu is so cool. Oh, I'll go into the PlayStation Store and get, like, the free PS Plus titles. You must install a system update before you can go online. Fuck, oh. of course. It's a modern console. <laughs> well, what about the one? Did you, could you play games while they downloaded in the background? Mm. Yes, you can. Yeah? Yeah. Like, uh, like out it, of the box. Um yeah, I mean, if you're downloading a game, I think at around, like, it's usually, like, the 40 or 50% mark. Then you can start playing. So that still be that, an eternity for it. Still takes seventy it, good game. Yeah, it could still take a while to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, yeah, you get to play it early. It's still neat. Um, and I think from disc it will still install, but it will take like I did like a minute or two. That Major Nelson tweet of um, Xbox scan code that is really cool. Pulls up to I've connect. done that a few times. Bam! It's moving. That is, that's I, awesome. I, wow. And it's even it's a little worse on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Systems because I think on the Xbox 360 it's mm-hmm. 25 digits. Uh, it's the same thing on Xbox One if you want to enter a code, mm-hmm. but on yeah PS4 I think it's like 12 or 16 or something. It's not as bad, but yeah, just it's a little thing, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a time saver because he, nothing is he more did frustrating. It, he did than, it in a vine. He yeah. said scan code to connect. It scanned the code and immediately redeemed what he had. Yeah, wow. I'll put the code up for it. And the Vine is six seconds maximum. Mm-hmm. Not like our battery on the new laptop. A really <laughs> That's cool little the Xbox thing. One. I might yeah. have to pre. Oh, is there any pre-orders left out there? Mm. I'll have to check. There might be if you act now, which is to say three days before this Through podcast goes up. Amazon <laughs> on Laser Time, where mm-hmm. I guarantee are the only pre-orders left. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know one thing Xbox One can't do. What's, What's that? that? Stream to a Vita. Uh, (laughs) stream to a server can it actually it'd be kind of cool if like you can play your games on PC streaming from the Xbox One (laughs) which would be kind of cool if you like you were doing it on a laptop on a plane like yeah Yeah, it does seem like more of an insult to the Wii U which I I couldn't I didn't know how many people wanted to have off screen play available to them with the Wii U gamepad but But, apparently it's everyone that seems more like the kind of thing that would uh, affect households with one television yes yeah yes but but the fact is that like most games don't have that Hmm. or they add it they add it in a patch because it is easy to do but then like oh here here, the Vita does it already the the big cachet of your system is accomplished on something else yeah I mean the new systems are good enough Mm -hmm. at um, uh Dead Rising does it, and Need for Speed does it, where it's just like, 
Here's the overworld map. You don't have to go into pause menu. That's enough for me in most cases. Like, that's second screen enough for me. Well, and, like, mm-hmm. I can drop, a like, a waypoint literally just by touching the screen that's on really? the, right, like, right next to me. That's cool. iPad or Surface? Or, or, uh... Uh, I've only... Well, no, on, on Need for Speed, it was the iPad. Mm. But with, I think you can do Surface or iPad. With the One or the PS4? Xbox One. So Xbox Well, one. I think with Need for Speed, it's both. It's okay. like a, it's an app that you have to download, I believe. Yeah. It's not the Xbox has never, smart glass. they never really said, no, you can only use this with Windows tablets, right? They, no, yeah, the smart glass works on everything, mm-hmm. too. So, like, yeah, Dead Rising, the, like, there's also this, like, guy that contacts you on a cell phone that is your cell phone or iPad or whatever. For Dead Rising. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, it also had this really cool technology that it was able to find, in Dead Rising 3, yeah, find a things. weapon. It found, like, it would... I would specify a weapon type on Smart Glass, and it would find a nearby weapon of that type. So I was in a boss battle where I needed to like shoot down someone yeah. who's flying around. Well, it helped if I had a, a gun mm-hmm. or you know uh, that I could start shooting at him. You would go into your Smart Glass app, type on like projectile weapons, and yeah. it would on in the game point out the closest one to you, and it highlight it for you so you could run over, grab mm-hmm. it, and yeah. it was actually really helpful. Dave, the thing I wanted to talk to you about here, uh, like they talk about like airstrikes, yeah, and how does that impact gameplay? Because I actually seems... haven't been able to do that. Okay, because so. I feel like that would totally skew things. And want... like, how well, are zombies even tough anymore when you can they, just airstrike? They're them? never really tough, and True. there's so many weapons in that game where it's just like you can eliminate like two dozen zombies in your immediate radius with this like one weapon, and yeah. I love that that is the one game that still treats zombies like pathetic bags of meat. Like, you have to really suck to die by zombies. By the zombies, yeah. yeah. It's the bosses who are the... Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. All right, well, we should probably move on at this point. We'll talk more about Xbox One next week when yep. it's out in the wild and all of you have had a chance to play it. Well, some of you anyway. Uh, but moving on to our community segment... Uh, We're going to tackle the question of the week. Last week's question of the week, as you'll recall, was what's the one game that you think should have been in our top five, which, as you might remember, was uh, the defining games of the last console generation? Mm. Um, And again, not the best, not necessarily your favorite, but like the one game that like really Mm. defined this for you that uh, we didn't talk about. And we actually got a lot of uh, interesting responses um, beginning, How many people said army men. Um, <laughs> probably not many, <laughs> but uh, Zipa it was the first to answer in the forums, mm-hmm. so he gets read first. Uh, Assassin's Creed. It showed me the promise of this generation held, and the series paid off on that promise. I know Michael often backtracks his own ten out of ten, but I can completely understand why he gave it. Fuck that. And Felt think like it's it. think it's a number that can you you think it you. Defend it too. I do. I say yeah. fuck that. It felt. It definitely felt like a ten. It felt like a next gen game All right. for one of the awesome. first times ever. Good. We're in agreement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, I maybe, definitely maybe think it was a ten, a 10 game in the pantheon of ten games if you were to put yeah. them in a list. But it no. was. It totally felt like it at the yeah. time. No, it, I mean revisiting. It's like now it feels like an eight out of ten. Then it was definitely. Yes, but 10 it was. Out of 10. But saying like you all, sh- if you have the system that can play this, you should buy this game. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I can completely understand why he gave it, and I think it's a number that can be defended easily. It was such a new and incredible experience in a game. Much of this generation for me is defined by the plethora of open-world games, and this was the first one I became fully engrossed in. Mm -hmm. Even the more tedious missions were fun. I tracked down every flag just to have... That's a lot of fucking flags. That's a lot of flags. 
just to have a reason to explore the world some more. AC2 perfected the series, but AC stands up well as an establishing game for not only the series, but this generation. AC as a series also stands as one of many testaments to the law of diminished returns in the games industry that was put on display this generation. Mm-hmm. And I want to... That dovetails into a comment from Slain Puddle, mm-hmm. who left it under the comments for uh, episode 41, <clears throat> says... I always thought that the game of the generation should embody the best and worst qualities of the generation. Why? Not what changed the medium or even the best in the field, but the one that that truly represents the things we love and hate in this gen. Things we love. New IPs. Settings that have never been previously explored before. Ambitious design and great attention to detail. Giving more attention to the community. Things we hate. Thank you. DLC, tacked on multiplayer, online pass, season pass, unfinished games that result in bugs, overspending, yearly releases. Wow, gamers complain a lot, apparently. (laughs) And no other game, in my opinion, illustrates these more perfectly than my choice, which is, drumroll, Assassin's Creed 3. Do I really need to elaborate more? The five game in a six-year-old franchise, or the fifth game in a six-year-old franchise with unnecessary but fun multiplayer, a mess of games for the amount of bugs it has, and the list goes on and on. Do I need to play Assassin's Creed 3 all the way through before I play 4? No. No? No. I mean, play the beginning because there's a thing there that Assassin's Creed 4 eventually calls out to. I've done that. But, uh, yeah, you just gotta go ahead to 4. Stabby Joe says, I would argue that Mass Effect is the game to kickstart the planned trilogy structure. Uh, no. Um, I, remember, I remember being told that about Time Shift. Um <laughs> Structure of development, except actually having uh, the real building blocks to... Oh, yes, okay. To For one, by having unique choices and experiences that overlap into the games. I'm surprised how many games haven't done that at all. It, 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 your hard drive should have all that saved out of shit. Your achievements yeah. tied to your profile should be able to tell a game the... This, this is me talking, by the way, <laughs> not Stabby Joe. Uh, what you have done in the previous games. Yeah. And that it hasn't carried over more. That made Mass Effect very, very special. Um, yes, I totally agree, Stabby Joe. Hope you don't mind if I don't read the rest of your comment. <laughs> uh, so, Bladed Falcon in the comments said, I'd have to say Geometry Wars for several reasons. Most, Day one, baby. Most no- notably of all, it was the first downloadable game that proved even early on in the console generation that much smaller scale compact games could be a viable business model, spearheading the downloadable games that were ever present yeah. throughout the entire generation. That's- very important to recognize. Yeah. Uh, how did how was Geometry Wars initially playable? It was downloadable on Xbox. Oh well, no, it was still it was within Project within Gotham. Project Gotham yeah. Racing, and like well, surely we can't release this small game we think is yeah. super fun. Oh, Xbox Live. Yeah, make five bucks. Yeah, and everybody bought it. I bought mm-hmm. eight games at the Xbox 360 launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, For like, I, probably around seventy bucks. Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks each. Uh, each? Yeah. You bought all six. You I crazy. bought eight. Um, but yeah, I worked at a GameStop at the time, so I'm just oh, like, okay. oh, I traded in everything I had previous gen, and I have all this money. NBA 2K1. Yeah. I'm like, just out of college, and I don't really have to worry about finances because I live at home, so fuck, I'm buying everything. I bought eight games, I probably put like a couple hours into each of them, and mm-hmm. played really nothing else but Geometry Wars for those so first good. two months. So good. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, the one I'll read here will piggyback off that. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Castle Crashers. Nice. Downloadable ah, games would would go on to be a huge part of this generation. 
with games like Super Meat Boy and Walking Dead mm. being favorites, but Castle Crashers is the first downloadable game that I remember hearing people talk about as a must-have yeah. from Super Draft. So, yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, the comment was by Super Draft. Uh, okay. So, oh, not Space Draft. I was thinking. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Downloadable games mm-hmm. were a huge part of this generation, yep. and the ones you mentioned, uh, Super Meat Boy, Castle Crashers, uh, kind of solidified them mm-hmm. as like must-have titles. Uh, I also think of Braid in there, and Castle yeah, Crashers. We got, was a, we got a few mentions of Braid. I think, I think Geometry Wars was brought up as a joke. Like the only thing worth buying the six. The, 360's killer app is Geometry Wars, ha ha. But that, that was a really good twin stick shooter, and it, it was. inspired right. a lot of other twin stick shooters. It was. It, and we did yeah. actually seriously consider it for yeah. inclusion. But Castle Crashers was the one, like, this is the first must own download that everybody was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, li- and living within fan art was being created for this downloadable game that was. I hate that there are still people who consider that a less than dis- distribution platform. That is an admission of a lesser quality game. Sorry, this is the Capcom community. I talk. Um, <laughs> it's not true. It's just it, sooner or later we won't even recognize the difference between retail and it's just a game. It's just where it comes. I just downloaded a movie in the theaters onto my PS3. Nice. Just it's still a, it's still a fucking movie, and it was good. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's still I a movie. Still a I movie. don't know. I'd never I don't watch know. It. Did you buy it on uh, Blu-ray with ultra? <laughs> But it's not a real movie. Yeah, it's not a real movie unless it also comes with ultraviolet. (laughs) Who the fuck uses ultraviolet? I think it's on my Flickster. I don't know. I don't know. Is that like Friendster? It's Mm -hmm. no. Uh, Doc Khan says I would say Rock Band could be there. Mm. Guitar Hero started in the prior gen, but the genre didn't become massive until this gen, and Rock Band heralded. Uh, heralded in the full band experience that Guitar Hero quickly copied. The music game genre seems mostly dead now because it was beaten into the ground, but there was a period of a few years where music games spread like wildfire and rock bands showed how to do it right. I remember it being like the Wii Sports because both it and Guitar Hero got tons of family members to try gaming for the first time. Actually, I had talked to Brett about... Remember he said Street Fighter should have been uh-huh, the game that yeah. defined the generation, and he... One of the things he did bring up was the ability to create a unique kind of game that didn't requ- sort of required a peripheral, mm-hmm. and that Street Fighter deserves some credit for that, and he, I think it does, like over Rock Band, because that made it less silly to offer a separate pricier controller okay. with the game yeah. itself. I, I, I just wanted to... No, that was also the one that Street Fighter 4 highlighted, like, how shitty the D-pad was on the 360. Yes, yes, that, that it would might require a better controller. Which is have to much, play. much better on the Xbox One. Yeah, so... So, so I don't know if, like, a patent expired or something, but it's pretty much just... And somebody had told me Nintendo owned the patent on the D-pad, and, like, that can't well, be was, true. It was invented by Gunpei Yokoi. Exactly, like, he's exactly what? The, the creator of the Game Boy and mm. uh, Metroid. Like, mm. he mm. invented... It was called the Control Cross back in the day. Yeah, that's why like PS, the old PlayStation controls have that weird segmented thing. Mm-hmm. It's just buttons. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. directional buttons, not not a D pad. And Xbox 360 has a mound of clay where the <laughs> D pad is. Roughly that, yes. It has yeah. an upside down uh, dish. <laughs> but yeah, the it's really good on the Xbox. But, I mean, it also says something that like uh, a, a couple people mentioned Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't you mention those? Like. You know, it says something that none of us thought about that until like these until people in the comments mentioned it because yeah, it's it's like wow, those kind of like they came and they were huge and then they went and I I haven't thought about them since. Mm -hmm. They've been replaced by dance games. Yeah, pretty much. Also, what I don't ever think about and forget exists. Yeah, Um, just dance. I can go through a couple of these 
fast. Um, Triskitable says Borderlands 2. I get it. it. Like a very unique IP that came out. Uh, Borderlands, lots of credit deserved there. Raccoon Hall said, I would argue, Red Dead Redemption to find the generation for me. That's oh, interesting. definitely. I, I was pushing for that one. It's very That's... good. It just I don't know what it did that separated it from the last, the previous generation's games. I well, think you it, compare Gun to uh, which was the last gen game, but I think if, even if I wanted to compare San Andreas, like it just was a more mature way of telling a story. And, yeah, but I think and mm-hmm. also creating a compelling open world, like people complain, like San Andreas was slow and boring, and then mm-hmm. when you got in the desert, there was nothing to do, and like there, there's tons of things to do in Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. It like kind of created this living world, and then like. You know, that was... That's true. Continued, like, Far Cry 3 kind of picked up that ball and ran with it. The Assassin's Creed games now, like, have, like, tons of stuff in in the world for you to find and fight with or kill or whatever. It just seems to me like a natural progression based on what the open world games were already doing with the benefit of new technology. Well, I, I, I guess I So I don't know. It, to me, it doesn't define the next... I expect that kind of stuff yeah. from... Except, like, on, on a PS2 open world game, I could never lasso somebody and tie them to train tracks and then watch them be exploded by the train. That's, that's a good point. And that's why I wanted to single out Bald Game uh, Bald Game Rude. Bald Game Rude. Sorry, I was going to say okay. nerd. Bald Game Rude, he says Fallout 3. And Fallout 3 was one of the first games that was very open world and very much about choice. It didn't have the save game crossover that Mass Effect did, but it was very much a Mass Effect style game before, Ma- before Mass Effect. Fallout 3 before Mass Effect? Fallout 3... Uh, it was, Fallout 3 was 2008, right? That's a good question. Oh, no, Mass Effect was 2007. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. Mass Effect might have been first. Okay. But uh, but I, but Fallout 3 definitely led to something. It was a, also a PC-specific game franchise that was allowed to live again in a completely new way and I think was a huge seller for next-gen systems. Yeah. Fallout 3 is important. What does he say about it? Let me read that. Uh, yes, it was a massive leap from the previous game, and it was a, f- a fair few years into the console cycle, but that moment when I emerged from the vault into a world of possibilities, my heart stopped. I just uh, stood there thinking, this is it. This is the pinnacle of gaming. I thought that too, and then I fell through the bed of a pickup truck and then had to start my game over and lose all my saves. Oh. <laughs> um, um, I was I was wrong, and there were plenty of other games released after this. Um, this, But up until Last of Us, uh, not up until Last of Us has anything hit me, being one of the most awesome experiences to have on a console. Uh, in parentheses, it says, I have since moved over to PC, modded the crap out of my favorite games and experienced wonder, uh, but I but I based this answer on the console. That is interesting. I, I, I wasn't totally into that, that uh, patches can enhance official games in ways official games will not enhance their themselves. You mean mods? Mods, yes. Yeah. Sorry, not patches. That would be official, right? Yeah, patches Mod, are mods, mods, uh, the amount of things people did with Skyrim for no mm-hmm. reason. It, it was beautiful. Right. Making the game more beautiful. Here, now it's a PC game. And somebody added like an entire continent, I think, mm-hmm. to Skyrim. <laughs> yes. It was like the um, the place where the Khajiit come from, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. I forget. Oh. Yeah, sorry. No idea. No. Wrong <laughs> but sorry. I do, I can totally sympathize there with that, that moment of exiting the vault I had my own similar moment when I picked up Oblivion and I to me that's one of the games that uh, made yeah. the mm-hmm. generation for me is you leaving that first dungeon you exit the sewers yeah you exit the, the sewers right there and you're stepping into this massive open world and there was a moment where I was like I don't know what to do right now like there's just so the, this whole Cyrodiil is so open to me right now that I don't know what to do right now and there's mm. that moment that I haven't 
don't know if I haven't felt like that since. Mm. So, so I can totally sympathize there with that answer. All right. I didn't realize how similar mm. that sounded to Fallout, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same publisher. Hmm, right yeah. a second. Funny yeah. that. Uh, I'm going to read one that kind of flies in the face of a lot of these. Uh, that one guy from Nebraska who still listens to this says, Spec Ops the Line defined this generation, huh. not by what it did for whatever new groundwork it laid out. It defines this generation by showing what this generation, more specifically this generation's favorite genre, shooters, did wrong. It exposed this generation and its games for the sad, almost childish power fantasy many but not all people use them for. Mm -hmm. It defined the generation by being a resounding fuck you to it. I totally agree with it. I would say the medium. The medium thought that... I keep saying this, that the only emotion any of us were capable of feeling was adrenaline, and that's what everything was sold upon. Um, Staying frosty? Staying frosty. Yeah. uh, Fragging out Mm -hmm. was also very big this generation. (laughs) Those are feelings, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in games, yes. The gaming equivalent of feelings up until games like Spec Ops, Spec Ops The Lines. The sad thing is that I don't think a lot of people are going to copy that just because based on its sales, but like it was truly admirable and everybody should check out Spec Ops The Line. Yeah. Michael's smiling. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I just saw a comment that was... Uh, <clears throat> Lion says, Holy crap, I've listened to Michael say the word theater like theater in every <laughs> flipping podcast for years and for the first time he said it normally. <laughs> I'm just shrugging right now. Yeah, how many syllables does it have to be, Michael? Theater. (laughs) Theater of War. Theatra. No. What do you call that Final Fantasy game with all the songs? That's great, because it allows you to pronounce it like a redneck and not be wrong. Theater. Theatrhythm. Theatrhythm. Anyway, let's move along. Um, (laughs) New question of the week. What is your favorite launch game of all time? All right, Chris, you go. <laughs> it counts for two launches. Oh, oh cheating. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario 64. Mario 64 was a fucking godsend uh, when it came out. It was an immediate system seller. I remember, like, a game that allowed you to zoom in on... Less so on DS, though. What? If you're counting it for no, two I, launches. I act, I, I'll count it on three launches for that, then. How about oh, right. that? Okay. Uh, DS, the um, 3DS launched had an analog pad oh, yeah. and I went and bought Mario 64 and like this is great this is fine was it on virtual console at no launch no I had no I went and bought I knew I knew I knew I didn't like it on the original DS and I went and rebought yeah. the game in time to get my 3DS and it works way better mm-hmm. way better mm-hmm. and I was finally able to like uh, tolerate the game long enough to get to its new portions ah. and uh it works way better. It works way better yeah. if you can, if well, you the, can find that Well, the DS was hard because they, they didn't have a real idea of how people were going to use the touch screen. Yeah, yes. they gave you like so three options. They had that little thing that's like, uh, for those of you who remember the first oh, DS, it had that strap with the little plastic thing. And you were supposed to slip your thumb in and use the plastic nub as like a thumbstick on the touch screen. And it was terrible. Yeah. What, what it was I, the worst thing ever. What I meant to grab you for your show it's just the, the news reports on Mario 64 because they're still the, the dumb ass mainstream media and they can still see what leap Mario 64 yeah. was providing into a new generation and that most games don't get to make that transla- translation from 2D to 3D very well That's true. <laughs> let alone in a triple A atmosphere and then I got my Wii and I played some Zelda and we all played Wii Sports and once the crowd left I popped in some credits Got some virtual console games and probably played about 12 hours that night of Mario 64. Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful game. Um, 
beautiful game. Yeah, I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I rented a Nintendo 64 Three from months. Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. God rest its money soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said they didn't have uh, the other two games in. They were like, oh, we don't have Pilot Wings and whatever the third one was. Mm-hmm. I like, forgot again. Uh, Shadow of like, the Empire? Yeah, or? I was like, doesn't matter. Doesn't this is all I'm going to play this weekend. Doesn't you know matter. that. Uh, yeah, and that's what I did. And I think I kept the system on. I don't even know if the, like it had to. But anyway, played that straight for a whole weekend. Uh, but like my personal choice, excepting the other games that I've mentioned before... Um, Galo? Jumping Flash. Whoa! Yes. Love Jumping Flash. I mean, that is a game that really showed how different like mm-hmm. the PlayStation, Saturn, N64 era was with like polygons and like it was first person. It was probably mm-hmm. the first per- first first person game that I played at length. Like wasn't really much of a Doom guy. First first person shooter that I played at length was Disruptor, PS1. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just it was fun and just that sense of like height that you get in that game i feel like there's still not first person games that really mm-hmm. do that but yeah because well, yeah. you move like an idiot when you don't jump yeah it's like yeah, i blink, think blink, blink, uh, you jump up. a reckless disregard Ooh. for gravity is like the closest that yeah but it's just so really fun yeah. i i yeah i bet you could great still go music. back to those great yeah. music yeah 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 i'll take a take a swing on this one uh, so on Xbox, of course, Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the lesser-known title that I think really impacted my life—Fusion Frenzy. Oh, Fusion <laughs> Frenzy. No, uh, Dead or Alive Three, ah. oh, which weird. was like the first fighting game, first 3D fighter I ever felt good at, because um, they have this whole countering system. It's easy. It's it is it's really easy, <laughs> and of course, you know, swinging boobs. Yeah. Well, and also got some jamming, jamming Aerosmith. Uh, <laughs> tracks in there but i felt i felt fantastic with it and i played like brad wong in there i played like the drunken guy mm-hmm. and i felt really i'd pull people aside and i'd have friends over you know a few times a week and that's what we'd play and we'd just jam on that i'm and, dying to see if someone else yeah someone else says that in the comment I love, I, it's not it's not a bad yeah, suggestion yeah, yeah. it's just the only reason i know we rented it is because your xbox came with a name mm. like a hard a yeah. hardwired name like that is the name of your console and the only way you could change it was placing in DR3 and changing your name in one of the modes leaderboards wow. and you would permanently change the name of your Xbox and it was the only way to do it oh wow interesting and then I, I'm like oh man I'm going to change it and then my Xbox's name was Noodle and I'm Italian I'm like well I won't be needing this <laughs> I shall be Noodle I love that that's still kind of a launch thing is to have a fighting game both mm-hmm. of the uh, both of the this gen systems there's Injustice Killer Instinct oh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah Good point. Interesting, sure. but uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely Halo. But I would say it's a nice secondary there. Dead or alive? Hmm. Dead or alive? It's a good one. Yeah, also pretty boobs. good. For me, Jiggle I think physics. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the old man answer here and say Super Mario World mm-hmm. because my parents and I had kind of a contentious relationship when it came to video games, and that like they were okay with me having them, but they were. They thought that, like, left to my own devices, I would just do nothing but play them. And huh. so I would continually... Yeah, funny that. <laughs> uh, I'd, they'd continually get taken away. There'd be things where, like, you can only play Nintendo on weekends. Uh, then, like, we we got the, the Super Nintendo, but there was something where, like, okay, we'll pay for it, but this is a loan. Mm-hmm. It lives in our closet until you've saved enough money to pay for it. 
And the thing is, I knew exactly where it was. So, like, whenever my mom would, like, take my sister to piano lessons or whatever, I'd immediately sneak into their closet, grab it, I'd go hook it up to the TV downstairs and... For how long? Like, like, like for an hour, an hour and a half, and just, like, play the shit out of, like, Super Mario World, and then, like, okay, okay, (laughs) it's been a while now, I should pack this up. And I learned to put it back exactly wow. in the same wow. position That's that I awesome. found it in. We should have like you sh- like the way people field strip a gun, see how fast <laughs> you can put away a Super Nintendo. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've lost Did that. Your mom ever come home and like smell the RF switch? <laughs> <laughs> hey! Yeah. This is recently fired. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't, I have two separate jokes I'm trying to make here. First okay. is uh, replacing your dad's porn back where you found it. <laughs> and then there's like, I think your parents were making you a cuckold to the system. Like, did you get to play it at all? Like, I did or, eventually okay. once I mm-hmm. once I'd saved up enough but, money to pay so, for it, which took a few weeks. They owned of, it, like mowing lawns yeah, and shit. But it, and when you when it wasn't paid for, it was in the house, and they just never let you play it at yeah, all. Like, even, right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. So, um, so I, yeah, I cheated a bit there. I think <laughs> I think they let me play it a little bit at first. Okay. And it's like then I had a taste for it, so like I wasn't supposed uh, to, play to play it at all, free but I'd play. always go grab it. <laughs> uh, and then, but when I when I finally did pay for it, and I was able to play it, like just getting through the whole game, getting to like the uh, was it the Rainbow Road, mm-hmm. the Star yeah, Road, the, the star, the star the special world. world, yeah, the Star World, and then you like go to the like parallel universe world. The Koopas are wearing Mario masks instead of shells, <laughs> yeah. and like wow. I I remember like getting stumped on how how to uh, make it through the star road levels and like going like we didn't have internet so mm-hmm. much we had like local bulletin boards bbs's yep. mm-hmm. so i'd like download those and like post on the message boards and like hey does anybody is anybody playing this does anybody know how to get through this and then of course the responses were all like fuck you with your stupid nintendo why are you buying that just <laughs> buy a, a pc and play games on that it's like you realize there's like rough like this was 1991 like how yeah. much did it cost to get a pc versus a 200 dollars <laughs> game system come on uh, you gotta get that reel-to-reel dat player that sits over yeah. in your closet it's like no i'm I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars just so I can play Mech Warrior instead of Super Mario World. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, PC uh, gamers! You've been annoying people for so long. <laughs> so long. You really have. Never, you're the one constant in the last couple of console generations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even even Super Nintendo. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so. What's your favorite launch title? I'm sure you've got some good stories. So let us know uh, either by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums, lasertime show discussion, and the first person who starts the thread uh, with the question of the week gets read first on next week's show. Or you can go to vigigameapocalypse.com, find the article for episode 42, and comment under that. So that's pretty much the show. Boom. Uh, we can do some quick plugs before we leave. Nice. Uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter at Wikiparas, or you can follow the show at VG Apocalypse. Somebody else go. Uh, Laser Time, Laser Time Show on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Laser Time Show is our fun little pop culture show. We talk a ton about movies, games, uh, TV shows, comic books. Um, but recently, for the Laser Time Network wide, um, myself, Brett Elston, Michael Grimm, and Henry Gilbert teamed up to do commentaries on uh, episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, see what it's like from the perspective of... Com- That's a show you want to watch with friends, and like a lot of us don't have that benefit. So we, we 
work. We don't have friends. That's true. Well, <laughs> like to get people over at your house, like multiple people. Like, yeah. what if you, if you don't know someone who's a comic book nerd like Henry who can tell you when shoutouts are being made? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. And like that's Henry, true. Henry, Henry can. Henry has become like one of the main reasons my wife likes going to see Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and that like. We get to hang out with Henry and Brett afterward, and they get to explain everything and yeah. point out all the like the cool little shout-outs here and there and explain, and, like, who's the collector? Oh, he's this guy. Okay. In the case of the commentaries, like, I'm the only one who's generally the only one who's watching it fresh. Like, Henry and Brett have watched it and are ready to tell you about certain <laughs> things and how they fit into the overall Marvel and Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but you can get those very simply, lasertimepodcast.com, donate, PayPal. I said $10 minimum donation. Uh, it turns out I was wrong. It's just any donation, baby. <laughs> any donation at all will earn you um, will earn you these five commentaries in the first five episodes. Ooh, nice. Um, we will share it with you. Give it about twenty four to forty eight hours, and we will get you your commentary. Or what if they donate one cent? Um, I didn't want to bring that up because I'm like, we'll call your cheap ass out on the air, and it'll cost <laughs> us. It'll cost us more just transferring your one cent, dickhead. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to encourage people who want to be yelled at. So I'm going to oh, yell okay. at you now. Shut up. Fuck you. We're just trying to keep this thing afloat. There we go. All right. Well, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Over Cape Crisis or on a new yes. track? Can you not hear Henry in the background? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Henry. Uh, Hank's Corner. Uh.